What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 202. Your regular crew is back. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by this gorgeous panel. As always, to my right, the man, the myth, the seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez. Good morning, sir. What's up? What are we doing? I just want to see if we can keep Travis head bobbing for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave Travis to the end. Yeah, that keep going. <laughs> Rocking yeah, hello, Chicago everybody. This morning, I see. Huh? What? Rocking the Chicago shirt. Ah, this yeah, it's the, it's the City see. Connect. My wife got it for me. There you go. Like an there early Father's Day gift. I love it. Did she get you some uh, New York pizza to go with that by chance? I did have some New York pizza when I was there. It was uh, delicious once and then trash the other time. <laughs> like the first bite I took, you know, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a month, but you know, it, it was like, man, I could get this pretty much anywhere I go. And then you go, you find like, you've got to really kind of search for like a yeah, really you got to find the, the real place. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So shout out to uh, Bleaker Street Pizza. You're amazing. You're a shithole of a little store, but I love you. And your, your, your pizza is amazing. Yeah. That's all that matters. It's a little dive. It's great. I feel like we should open every episode with a Dan's Pizza Roundup. <laughs> um, I think it's got some staying power. Hello, Dan, of course, is our favorite YouTube pundit, the man, the myth, the hoag. You're going to keep that alive, eh? Yeah, we're, we're keeping it alive. Mr. Ray Coke from Virtual Legality. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's fun. We got sunshine here in Michigan. We got to enjoy those days when they come around. I'm looking forward to talking about some games that aren't coming out this year uh, and otherwise having a grand time with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sunshine, yeah. you're lucky Dan and I are here because a storm from literally hell came through this yeah. morning and I oh, thought no. I was going to take down my trees. Uh, so we uh, we got lucky. It's kind of calmed down for the moment. But if we suddenly disappear, you'll know what happened. Yeah. Travis and Rick take over. We got it. <laughs> they said around, around noon, I think we're supposed to get maybe hit again. But Yeah, we'll see what happens. And of course... The man from IGN, the most hated reviewer on the planet, Mr. Ty Guy Travis. McClunky. <laughs> all right. That's all you got, got for me? That's, oh, that's what you got. Okay. Like what he says, it's his thing. <laughs> what he says. Now, most hated reviewer on the planet, I'm actually, we'd have to really kind of start putting people up in brackets. There could be a whole March Madness kind of scenario yeah. for this, I yeah, think. Man. Travis, we're going to be a high seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be a high seat. I, I put my money on him. For sure, yeah. I give I give the who's who do people hate? I give that guy a run for their money. I don't even know. <laughs> well, you see, the who's, problem who's is even Travis, second the place. Are, I don't even know. The, the people that are most hated in general are those that take like a beloved franchise entry and then give it a low score. You're not allowed to touch like really popular games for the most part, right? Oh yeah, you know what? Um, That's true. This is true. I gave I gave Xenoblade Chronicles an eight, which apparently is a sacrilege if you give it. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's about an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people really hate me for that one. Too many fetch like, points, but I love that dare game. dare you? This, this dare is why you? I don't review Zeldas, you know what I mean? Like, right, well, that's uh, what we I'm thinking of. It's like the guy that gives a Zelda, like any Zelda entry, a six. Like that person is going on somebody's list. Yeah, that's no true. Doubt. That's no true. Doubt. Good morning, everyone. Good to see a bunch of people in the chat this morning. I uh, hope everyone is doing well. So we're going to be talking about, uh, we've got the usual topic. I know every show, gaming show on the planet has talked about the obvious this week. I mean, it was uh, huge news, so it is uh, up for discussion today. I hope we bring something a little more unique to it. Uh, oh, we will. To, yeah, I we hope so. Understand the pains. Everybody else has talked about it, but every all of you in chat have been waiting for us to talk about it. We're going to do it best. See, he's Pain's a better salesman than I am. Always underselling. Yeah. 
but we're going to talk about it best. This topic, <laughs> this topic hasn't been talked about until we've talked about no, it. No, exactly. There you go. There I think you everybody go. understands that, Travis. <laughs> so we'll touch on that. We've got uh, Evil Dead uh, released, and I, uh, we've been playing it. Travis is actually reviewing it for IGN, so we'll touch on that. We do have another, uh, a few other topics, too. We got uh, Gotham Knights gameplay this week. We got some news about Jedi uh, Survivor, the, the Fallen Order sequel. And uh, what was the other thing? There's one other thing I'm forgetting. Dead Space. We got Dead Space release date as well. So we'll oh, talk about that. I, I thought you were going to say Halo TV show, but you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I thought he was going to say Jim Ryan emails. Cat. Well, see, Let's talk yeah. About cats. Uh, <laughs> you had to bring that I was up. This, I was this close to doing a virtual legality episode about the way. Blue I can't believe you didn't. Time. That's, I mean, that's like catnip for you. <laughs> I was this close and I was right. like, no, I don't need that. I don't need that kind of heat today. I, right. I was doing a merger agreement. Yeah. 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 So we've got other things to touch on. Uh, the Halo TV show just saddens me. So we'll save that for the end where I can go cry afterwards. Um, <clears throat> so, but before we get to that, I want to give a shout out. We're going to start. Uh, I figured it'd be nice to give shout outs to the people who kind of interact with us and leave us comments after the show. Some people I know can't tune in live, obviously. So they reach out to me on Twitter or they leave comments. Shout out to JP. Uh, who goes by Spectre N7 online, and he leaves us just fantastic comments after every show, gives us a ton of feedback, and uh, he joked about the Travis versus Hogue segment last week on uh, Encumbrance, which uh, if you haven't checked out, is hilarious. I like you uh, saying it like it's a segment title. It is it, Travis and Hogue pat each other. A segment <laughs> that emerges organically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, anyway, big shout out to him, and shout out to all of you who obviously uh, shout interact. out. Um, and we already have a couple super chats, which we'll get to right out of the gate. So I don't forget them as we get into our discussion. So Fat Boy Horror starting before we even started the show. Wow. <clears throat> Will we also be discussing Jim Ryan's pets, pet cats? You know, I, I, I must have missed this whole thing. It's the second oh, half of the you. emails. It's the second half of the emails that are otherwise in the news. Okay. Did you did you see the thing about Jim Ryan's email to his? Staff? I, I think I saw something about I saw something about the cats and then, but I don't know anything else about it, so I probably should look that up. His his general uh, communications order, if you will, was followed up by trying to be approachable and family friendly. So, like the robotic CEO he is, he said, "Cats, <laughs> I have cats." You know, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Oh, no. so um from what i yeah so has now no. learned the news <laughs> oh no dan's looking it up right now oh oh just type in jim ryan's cats we're oh, reacting no. live to jim ryan's internal communication let's do a dramatic reading we'll re yeah no uh, yeah. <laughs> i just saw please oh, i would love that oh, i'm not uh, i'm not reacting to jim ryan's cats i'm gonna close oh. that out well fat boy thank you so much for the super chat as always do better ceos do better yeah, and our brother Gaming Forte in the house as well. Yeah, with the four ninety nine super chat, I avoided all our pod podcasts, even my own, to hear your opinion. Don't disappoint. Well, <laughs> I can't promise anything. Uh, okay, so we've got expectations, boys. So we've got to get into this here shortly. I just have logistical questions about avoiding your own podcast. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> all right, thank you very much, Forte. Appreciate you. All right, so. Guys, why don't we talk about what we could currently be playing? And Travis, I will start with you because, of course, you're reviewing Evil Dead, which was, uh, it's obviously not a big blockbuster release, but it was a uh, big release, big IP, at least cult IP, I should say, uh, that released this week. A few of us have been playing no, it. How am I reviewing it? 
What happened? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No? I don't yeah. know. Well, maybe. I don't know. Why don't you give us your take as much as you can on what is you're it sure true? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can talk about it pretty much freely. I mean, the game is out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll i put it this way. It's an asymmetric multiplayer game that that takes a lot off of uh, Dead by Daylight and other asymmetric multiplayer games, uh, but Dead by Daylight certainly the most. Um, and it also is a game that I was supposed to be playing last week that didn't get codes until, you know, 12 hours before it, it came out officially. So yeah. all I got the, the code on launch day on Friday. I got right. Code. Yeah. And, and it, and it's a licensed property. So it sort of had all the warning signs of, uh, okay, I get why Travis is reviewing this game. Ah. Um, but that said, um, uh, it is, it is a lot better than I thought it was going to be um, just in general. Um, it has some, some things I don't like the single player missions, which you basically have to play if you want to unlock uh, all the cool stuff, including the King Arthur character, which like who who doesn't want to play as King Arthur? And Pablo, and, Pablo is like my favorite dude from Ash vs Evil Dead, and he's locked behind one of those. Pablo two. is locked behind uh, a, a fairly annoying set of missions, but but King <laughs> Arthur most of all. Yeah, the 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 missions are significantly long. I think one of them takes you like maybe forty minutes to beat, and it, it there's no checkpoints. Um, some <laughs> of them are pretty poorly designed in terms of the things that can kill you, like. Uh, the fact that going outside of the mission area kills you, but the mission area changes all the time, a lot, often without warning you. So it'll just be like, you're, you be in this circle, now be in this one. And it's like, oh, 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 when you start losing health rapidly. So it can be uh, pretty irritating. Um, it's funny, but, uh, I usually call that the Red Dead Redemption too. So no, carry on, Travis. <laughs> Don't you start. It's too okay. early for that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th I think if you played the game, it's it's yeah very much not like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of... I mean, it's it's one of those things where like clearly the game wasn't designed to do this, right? Like uh, it, it the single-player story missions don't feel like it. There's no cutscenes. There's no special dialogue. It's really just like you're, you're playing the multiplayer game with only one person and... In be every time you complete an objective, it just puts up a still image with dialogue on it, and it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, it's a checkbox. Yeah, check it's like, color. yeah, it's just like, hey, we need something for them to do. So, which if you're gonna interject that, right, like that screen, why not put yeah. a checkpoint there? Like, you know what I mean? Tie it together with yeah. the check. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they're maybe they're trying to make it a little uh, challenging to keep you playing. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it is it is definitely irritating. But that that's you know minor. You complete those five missions, and hopefully you never have to play them again. I don't. I don't know why you would, um, except for to get the unlockables. But the the core game is you know asymmetric multiplayer game. It's four survivors versus one monster. Um, both modes are really fun. Um, you know, playing as a survivor with your buddies and trying to level up and and do that kind of um, battle royale esque kind of grind where you're getting randomized loot and improving your character and leveling up your skill points is super fun. Um, and then uh, playing as the monster, which I really am fond of, is also just a blast uh, getting to kind of be the evil guy, the, the eye in the sky that's floating around and plotting against the characters. And uh, Hogue and I, actually Hogue is helping me play the game for a review. I hooked him up with a copy. So uh, we played on Friday night and uh, we had a blast with our party. We played. Uh, it was fun. At, yeah, yeah. We played <laughs> as Survivors a couple rounds. Uh, we won. We lost. I played as the evil guy and absolutely destroyed the entire team. And then uh, we barely knew what was happening. <laughs> we barely knew what was happening. That's true. And then, um, and then um, 
Hogue played as the bad guy twice against our three stack. And one of the times we beat him and one of the times he pretty handily destroyed us. So it was, yeah, it was the, the game. Let me realize the lifelong ambition, which was to murder Travis in a dark swamp. That's uh, right. Yeah. He did do that. The game was really working as intended, even with our private match where we had three V one instead of four V one. We, yeah, uh, you guys were underpowered. I was terrible. So we were about even. It was about equal. Yeah. It, it worked out. And, um, but one one of the times I just got super lucky and I got two legendary weapons, a legendary shotgun and a legendary like uh, axe. And so I was just like, Hogue couldn't do anything. And I had oh, the, uh, I had this ability where anytime he possessed anyone or any monster, I could just power of Christ compels you out of that body. Um, and I, this is all archived. As a oh my God. I was just doing that to him constantly. <laughs> and he was on party chat, just fuming like, God damn you, Travis, <laughs> that ability. is So it was quite, I was, it's a very annoying ability because one of the it best is, ways to, to use your villain is to go and possess somebody. They get extra power. They can annoy the survivors. Uh, and Travis would just find me as soon as I did it and kick me out. And then you lose your points uh, as the bad guy. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's on one big shared map. So I think comparing it to a battle royale is is accurate. And unlike DVD, which is, you know, arenas, they're big, but they have a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I, I had way more fun than I thought I might. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it was good. I do like that it has uh it has matchmaking. It has you can play versus AI and you can custom game, too. So it's got a lot yeah. of options for those. People who just want to mess around with it, which is cool. And the fan yeah. service, that's why I bought it. We talked before, a huge Evil Dead fan of the whole series. And a lot of fan service in this game. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm particularly cool. impressed by the villain's camera. It's very swoopy. It has a very it has a very Raimi feel. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you like move around, it, it, ground, takes, like, it takes like, um, you know, oh, momentum. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're swooping uh, around. It feels it feels like Evil Vision in, in one of those movies. Mm, Including okay. Doctor Strange, if you've seen it. Yeah, and it's also just got a really good formula of like, as the villain, you're you're trying to increase the fear of the enemy team, so you can set like traps that do jump scares for them, or you can like swoop through them and increase their fear, and that gives you points. And then uh, you can turn them if their fear gets too high, it gives you an opportunity to possess that player, and then you can just turn them on their enemies and like shoot them and stuff like that. So it's just uh, it's it's very good. I mean, I, I think it learns from the best uh, asymmetric multiplayer games, and it does a, a pretty competent job of of um, of uh, kind of putting its own twist on it and making it feel yeah. like you're playing an Evil Dead game uh, or an it's Evil awesome. Dead movie rather. Yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah, pretty I need good. to play it more. I hope to jump in with you guys. Maybe we'll find some time. I um, so funny enough, if you're not aware of of this game, it's made by Saber Interactive, which is owned by Embracer Group, who we talked about last right. week, of course. So. Uh, pretty funny to see that, uh, you know, one of these games coming out that we've kind of been talking about. I would call it probably double A. Is that fair? Yeah, it's a, a forty dollar yeah. game. I, I would say that's in its aware of its kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, status, inherent yeah. clunkiness. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It, it, <laughs> it is actually, a little clunky too. Yeah. It, it is a little clunky in play, but it it, it looks in kind of uh, like the frame rate and the the look is on Series X anyway. Looks it, it plays better than I expected it to. I will say that. Yeah. And I was on S and S worked fine. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I played, I played it a little on S, a little on X. And uh, yeah, my main my main uh, problem with the clunkiness is some of the movement isn't as good as a survivor getting up objects and there's not always a vaulting option and you can't God. jump. Yes. That, that, that I don't, why don't you just improve yeah, that, wide that radius. Yeah, that annoys the crap out of me. 
Um, yeah, if, they, if they just said Y radius improved by 15% or something, I'd be much, it's so narrow. My guess, uh, Ains, that you, the reason you can't jump is because if you were able to get on a rooftop, the, the boss wouldn't be able to hit you really at all. Cause Uh-oh. they're like melee only zombies. Right. And, uh, yeah, oh. if you, if you, if you were able to hop up on items, then all of a sudden it would be a, a different game, but, uh, it, that is annoying, and then also there's no lock-on for combat. The game tries to do kind of an auto-lock-on for you, and mm-hmm. it doesn't always work, and a lot of times you just miss something. So, um, yeah, it, it certainly has its clunkiness. It's not a perfect game. definitely feels like a double-A game a lot of places, but yeah. really enjoying it a lot more than it's I thought clunky, it was. but it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's clunky, but good. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like an Evil Dead movie, really, actually. It kind of <laughs> It's not wrong. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's true. <clears throat> Got a couple other super chats coming on in. Mr. Gio Rio back in the house. Yeah, man. Was that 10 euros? Thank you, sir. Hi, guys. I think it's a or I think it is a good thing that games shift to the new gen consoles, but the gameplay for Gotham Knights was a bit underwhelming for me and probably most of us, to be honest. What do you think? What do y'all think? Enjoy your day, guys. Thank you, man. Hey, Thank you, Gio. Gio. That's a virtual reality symbol. That's Gio. Oh, Gio. Oh, the, the game controller. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's been hanging it. with me on my channel? I was so going to say, I saw a, him during your stream a couple days ago when I was hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. we all have emojis over at LawTube. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Hulk right there. That's awesome. That's by the way, not to take this off track, but I saw the person who created Hogue with the game controller and the Sonic ring and like the gaming emblems, and I was that was really cool. That's really I, cool. you've um, got your own fan service. I'm now, living so. in a weird internet world right now, Ains. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. So yeah, I, I get sent pictures of that. There's a picture of me as Goose in Top Gun. Uh, there's that's not uh, great. It's, this is very unusual. <laughs> is very unusual wow. for me yeah that's awesome um so geo we're i guess i mean it's up to you guys if you want to talk about this now i we are going to talk about gotham knights um uh, and the gameplay i wasn't going to do that now so if you if you don't mind hanging out uh while we get through our topics but we will uh definitely be talking about gotham Knights <laughs> later in the episode um yes yeah we definitely will it's one of the <clears> games that is currently slated to release this year one of the one of the few for now yes <laughs> <laughs> although after that footage but anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get oh, to it. Oh, my teasers, teasers. Yes, Stay yes. tuned, folks. <laughs> and as all, <clears throat> excuse me, as always, Mr. Xbox Expansion Pass, Luke says, "Hello, hello." hello. I mean, that seems like a waste of your your funds, there, man. I mean, it's just you know, no, it's so. showing off, right? Well, I mean, it's like I can. Whole... Here's a super chat, and I'm just gonna say hello. Hello. Well, he usually comes in and says, "This is my, you know, all my ex or XEP." Uh, my budget for the week and that was it and now he's just it makes fun of joe let's be honest yeah it makes fun of joe or something like that but you know hey two dollars is two dollars man well that's because he knows that i will do him a solid and say that he has an episode going up today of xbox expansion pass which a halo fans will want to check out so halo video game fans or halo the paramount tv series fans uh, I think there is only the former. So <laughs> hard, hard disagree after this fantastic episode. This I'm telling you, man, if you go take out some kind of uh, hot take on Halo, there will be Twitterati that come out and explain to you why it's the best thing ever. Twitterati it will happen. I like, I like that. Thank you, Luke. As always, appreciate you. <clears throat> All right. So, guys, what else you've been playing? I don't have a whole lot to add here because I have just been playing Halo. And more Halo and more Halo. So I don't need to comment on that. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm liking season two still. And uh, I have an article up on the site where I kind of detail the whole thing about season two. So you can check that out. But what has been fun uh, kind of going around for you guys outside of Evil Dead? 
Well, Hogue just talks about games now. He doesn't play them. So doesn't No, I played games this week. Come on. I missed okay. one week like in my entire adult life, Travis. <laughs> my entire adult life. Uh, I've been playing a game called uh, Eden Chronicles Rising, um, which is available on Game Pass. It is yep. actually an offshoot game to what will eventually be Eden Chronicles 100 Heroes, which is the spiritual successor type game to one of my favorite franchises of all time, which is Suikoden. Uh, but what you can get right now on Game Pass is an action RPG adventure where you've got a, a number of well-crafted characters rebuilding a town uh, in kind of, uh, it's not quite Octopath style, but it is 3D backgrounds with 2D characters running horizontally across frame. Um, and it's delightful. It's very colorful. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It reminds me of kind of old school uh, game types. You go and you get resources for the townsfolks in the forest so that they can rebuild their tavern uh, and you meet a bunch of new characters. And it's all, I believe, a prelude to what is their really, really big game that they've been working on for a while now uh, to come out next year. But so far, especially on Game Pass, absolutely fantastic. Love it. It's a delight for what I like to play, which is kind of that JRPG sensibility. Yeah. Yeah, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, um, still recovering. Uh, it, it, you know, I did mention a couple of weeks ago when my voice was going. So uh, I had COVID. It's, it was great. I enjoyed my time with it. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm still dealing with this congestion. So I recommend I not getting it if you have a choice. Um, but, yeah, this is just lovely. But anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, we do have a preview of that game up. Uh, so Steve played that at PAX, checked it out, got to talk to one of the devs. We have a preview of that on our site if you want to check that out. And I was, uh, when I read about it and learned that it was the spiritual successor this week it in, uh, that really impressed me. Because that was a beloved JRPG franchise from the early PlayStation era. Um, and while you were talking, I was just looking up because if you're not, if you don't know, Suikoden 2 is kind of one of the most beloved ones and try getting a copy of that for PlayStation 1 nowadays. I just looked about $500. Oh, my God. Pretty I'm rich. All right, folks. Copies of Suikoden <laughs> 2 available. Uh, you just get in touch with me. I think I have three Suikoden 2s. No, you don't really? I do. I do. I love Suikoden. I had wow. one at home. I had one at college um it might be two but i can go look yeah that's awesome that's very <laughs> cool they're worth a lot of money those original and two is absolutely amazing if you like jrpgs mixed with like political intrigue um it is unmatched uh for what it is and yeah i was explaining to my daughters the 108 stars of destiny while we're playing Eden chronicles rising uh and uh, so why 108 i was like yeah, it's kind of like a number uh it's like popular in these various cultures anyway uh so suikoden why is it called suikoden Honey, I don't even know what it means. You just remember the <laughs> syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. All right, what else has been going on, guys? Dan, Hitman, anything new? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I, you know what I, I? You know what I did do? I I, I got the. I've been. I got back into Division Two for a little. Nice. Bit. Okay. Yeah. How's yeah. the new update? I've heard it's actually pretty good. I have no idea because I started <laughs> a brand new character. Oh, okay. I forgot how to do everything. Sure. So now there is okay. a thirty. Like they give you that, that I still have my 30 level character, yes. whatever you can get, like the bonus or whatever. So, um, but yeah, it's still awesome, it's still amazing. You, you know, know what the best part of the division two is, Dan? Mm. This is gonna surprise you for me, I know. Yes. Almost all the plaques and things in the museums can be read. You would not believe how much my groups hated me because we'd go into like the Smithsonian <laughs> and I would start reading all of the plaques and things from the exhibits. They're fantastic. 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 Uh, yeah. They did not approve. I bet. 
That's too no, funny. I mean, so funny having the solo, but it's the, the attention to detail in Division Two is unmatched. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. It really is. Um, and I love that they're keeping up with it. They've still got that new expansion coming either late this year or uh, early next. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see what that is. But I um I uh I was gonna tell you, Travis, that my my stepson, who I told you is a Destiny diehard with the thousands and thousands of hours and all into it. He uh I've been telling him to get in Division forever because he's a hardcore looter guy and he's a hardcore min maxer. And I've been telling him all the time, like, you, you can't top Destiny's gunplay. Like, we all know their gunplay is just phenomenal. But I said from a looting and min-maxing standpoint, Division Two is, like, incredible, right? And so he bought it this week, and he hasn't stopped playing it. He's completely addicted to it. He got yeah. to, he got, he maxed his character the next day. What? Um, uh, what? Yeah, in one day. he's He played it that consistently, and now he's, like, doing, you know, you know, all the, all the kind of, late game stuff that there is. I don't think I could do that in 24 hours spread out. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I can do it. That His fast. group yeah. is just like, they work. And then when they're not working, this is what they do. They game and like, they're just hardcore. Like my goodness. Yeah, um, division two is, an, has an interesting place in the games as a service and that, uh, it tends to do very well with more casual audiences. And then the more hardcore of a player you are, the more you tend to hate it. Basically it has end game problems, I guess is the issue. And, um, or, you they, know, they made it a lot better since launch, though. Like it's, it's that's way I, different. I, now. I've heard that it's okay, but I everyone I talk to who's super into Division Two because I have a lot of Division Two stands in my life say that the uh, <laughs> the, end, the end game needs a uh, a lot of work compared to other games of service games. Yeah, hmm. so um, I, I guess that's the uh, it's got balance problems. And, uh, for some reason, lots of people are like, "Oh, they ruined it uh, after Division One," and I'm like, "Okay, I mean, I don't know enough about those well, games. I played all of them, but." Yeah. Well, I can speak to that because I played, I have several hundred hours in Division 1. Um, yeah, so when Division 2 launched, they did. There were there were some end game things, especially one of the expansions in Division 1 was procedurally generated. Um, and, and also, which was really cool because you could run through and get this high level gear set stuff like dedicated. But then the, the Dark Zone, right, in Division 1 was known as the late game kind of um, farming area. And they not only changed the dark zone in division two when it launched, but they, you know, they didn't have these other end game activities out of the gate. So that's what they've really been trying to correct over the past couple of years. And they've done a pretty good job. I would still say the dark zone's not where the peak of division one was, um, at least in my experience, but the other content that they've added and the kind of late game stuff that you can do in terms of uh, your specializations and, and looting and stuff are, are really, really good at division two now. So. There's, I'll see that a lot of super challenging, especially on console. Very, very, yeah. Because yeah. you need eight people, the coordination, yeah. and they're tough. And yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. It's Dan's favorite activity <laughs> in a game. Yeah. I think that was like <laughs> one of the last things right. I did before I put the ban on the multiplayer aspect of any game. Yeah. It was, uh, it, we, we, I think it wasn't even, I don't even know if we got together and did it. I think it was me and a couple other people. And I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. All we're yeah. doing is sitting here talking in a chat, which you know is fine, but I, I, I can't. I can't. I gotta. Okay, Leroy. Down. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to be I, I, I uh, yeah. I never. I never have these problems. I never get to this level of these games. So I mean, when you're talking about end game, you're talking about huge amounts of time already expended yes. in the game. Yes. Yeah. It, it can and, get yeah. repetitive too. It so. can. Yeah. That's that's most end games though, honestly. It is. I mean, you yeah. think about it. Preparing for a raid is a nightmare uh, scenario. It's, yeah. 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 So. 
All right, boys, anything else currently playing you want to touch on before we jump into the big topic, of course? I'm playing lots of games. I don't know if any of them are noteworthy. Stuff we've already <laughs> talked about. Rogue Legacy 2, Cyberpunk. I'm just working my way through games. I'm so happy at the game delays, by the way. I'm just going to get to catch up on everything. So it's fantastic. There's plenty to you play. Could have, you know, Travis, if a game releases, you don't have to instantaneously buy it and play through Yeah, it. but there's so much pressure, too. And if you don't play it during that window, you kind of feel like you're miss, <laughs> missing out on that that momentum and the culture. You can't be happy. I just reject this argument entirely. You can't be happy for game delays because you can hit your backlog when nothing you know what is I say ever to preventing that? you from hitting your backlog. You know what I say that to that, Hulk? What? Watch me. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. It was implied that a rational mind can't otherwise argue that it is somehow limiting for something else to release while your backlog exists. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right let's get into the main one because you know that's what we're here to talk about primarily today which is the obvious news of xbox uh delaying their two or i should say bethesda's biggest games this year which are starfield and redfall starfield uh previously had a set release date as we know 11 11 of an later this year one. an adamant one which we will touch on yes, yes and redfall please. was originally expected in summer when they did the first uh scenario last uh last year and then they said they moved it to fall and now it is 2023 specifically they said that both of these games will release in the first half of 2023 at least that's the statement bethesda gave this week so there's obviously uh, a lot to unpack here i'm going to bring out my catchphrase from our other show um <clears throat> but i i actually got to start with you dan on this one uh right. and the reason i want to start with you on this one it's unfortunate is because for, for a number of reasons is because you are not subscribed to game pass currently nope. uh, because you primarily, uh, generally speaking, um, don't enjoy indie games as much as others. Um, right. So you can correct me if I say anything you don't agree with here. Um, but you also have pointed out in the past and I know you and I have talked about this for years now, but you've pointed out in the past that really your your motivation for being subscribed to Game Pass are the day and date first party games, um, and specifically the bigger single player games, right? That you can enjoy yourself, of course, which is what Starfield is, um, and Redfall to a degree as well. You know, um, <clears throat> so I want to ask you when you see something like this. Uh, what were your first thoughts or, or you know, kind of what's your feeling around Xbox's delivery cadence for first party um, as you look at whether or not you're going to resubscribe to Game Pass and like your outlook for uh, what they're kind of producing for you and your enjoyment of games this year now? All right. So, I mean, when I when I first saw it, it, it was like, well, this isn't surprising, but also this sucks, <laughs> but also... I don't really care because I'm not subscribed to Game Pass, okay. but it's one of those things where that's why, you know, when, when they announced Game Pass, whenever it was like, was it 2019 or, or whenever, whenever Pass, it launched? 2017. 2017, yeah. And then they came out with Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. I think that was a couple years later. Whenever, you know, you got, everybody got whatever they had for a dollar. People were, you know, and you say a dollar, but it really was probably closer to a hundred dollars or whatever. If you got the full three-year deal for, uh, you know, where you can convert everything over, if you were thrifty and you know you could find some other stuff, you know, some cheap codes and stuff, which I do and I still do. Um, the the problem I have with it is it, it it's been the same story 
I feel like since early the early Xbox One, you know, uh, times, you know, it's just like, hey, these games are coming. We're gonna have these games coming. We got this coming. We're working on this. Then they buy studios. Oh, look at all these studios. We got all these studios. We're gonna, you know, there's more of this coming. There's more. Of this. It's always it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. When is it gonna get here? Right. And that and then and this was like the first. I thought this was gonna be like that first step and that first game that was going to start kind of that cadence that we've talked about where mm -hmm. maybe we're getting like a first party game every four to five months interlaced with, you know, like a, a third party supplemental, yeah. you know, group of games, which is still possible. And I think is how they fix this problem, at least partially. Um, and, and, and making, cause you know, I mean, everybody thought you got Hitman, guardians of the galaxy, all these other big games that are coming out for, for game pass, but they come out, you know, for me, there's too much FOMO. So I'm not going to sit there and wait, you know, potentially get spoiled, you know, and, 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 you know, wait for all these games. Now there are some people that, that can, and that will. Uh, and those people are probably, you know, much better than me because I can't, <laughs> I just can't wait for a, for a big third party game to play. And that's great for those people that can do that. Or, you know, if, but at the same time, I know what I can afford and I can afford to pick up a game if I need to, you know, and I can, I can afford to do that. You know, I don't really look at it where a lot of people go, okay, well, you know, it's, it's $180, you know, it's three games, you know, it's, it's not about that for me necessarily. It's about getting what I was promised, you know, and, and was it five years now? And, and we're still running the three, the big three, right? MLB was a nice addition last year. Outriders was all right. You know, it was, it saved me money for sure. sure you know, sure. you know, and so, so it's, it's like you, you get those every once in a while, you know, MLB is kind of a niche game. Uh, and I think you could say the same about, you know, some other games that they've released. It's, it's just, it, it's upsetting, but at the same time, you know, I, I look at, I compare this to say like my Netflix consumption or my other, cons you know, any other subscription service that I have, you know, and, and, I go, okay, well, I'm not using this, you know, or I got this for free for six months, so I'm going to use it until it's over. And that's it. Yeah. If I want to do, you know, if I want to see like the Halo series, which I've seen all of them, unfortunately, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, you can wait to like the very end and go, okay, well, I'll just watch them all at one time. Right. And, and pay for one month of subscription. And that's the way I kind of started looking at game pass. You know, back in when when they said it was coming out in November, I was like, all right, I'm going to renew my subscription, play Starfield, you know, because in my mind, that was going to be, like I said, the start of possibly more games coming out. Like Redfall, for me, surprised me probably more than Starfield did because, you know, it, they kind of said something about it. And then it was like, oh, it's coming out in the summer of 2022. And I'm just like, yeah, OK, but, you know, it's still not really my type of game, but I do love Arcane, so I probably would have played it. Oh, and it seemed know, like man. a perfect game for kind of October too. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a nice buffer, I mean, right? Like and that's that what they need. I mean, it seems like a game that you launched like Fortnite did with that early access tag for three right. years. Like, <laughs> well, it did. I mean, I'm not joking. I know. Fortnite I know. Had, I know. Had early access for forever. Right. Um, and that's what I expected from Redfall. I, I agree with Dan here. That's the one that surprises me because I thought basically, if it's as described, and we don't have a lot then it could have released in that kind of state and gotten at least a, a bit of a pass uh, as Game Pass fodder, if nothing else. Um, so I don't, yeah. 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump on you. Dude. No, you're fine. You know, I, I see some of the yeah. comments and stuff. Well, and someone I mean, said you should probably cancel your Game Pass. I, I and, literally and did that. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You, I don't yeah. know if you were listening, but that's why I asked Dan first. Is because he's not subscribed to Game Pass currently. Right. So that's why we're getting this perspective. And right. and I want to be very clear before people kind of think we're, you know, you're going to get those Xbox defenders, and you should know us well enough, all four of us, to know that we all love Xbox. Uh, there, there, we shouldn't have to. Yeah, we shouldn't have to preface this with, no, I, you know I, what I mean? Like, I mean, digital games on Xbox. I yeah, like, dear Xbox. Xbox fans, this was yeah. a bad news week for them. Yeah, well, yeah, got like, it as the, such. The whole exactly. thing is though, you, exactly. you can, you, it's easy to be critical when stuff like this happens. You know, right? What's harder is being critical before or when the news is good. You know, or or at least mediocre. You know, <laughs> we did get cloud gaming. You know, that's fine. I'm not sure how many people actually really play it you know i mean you know there's 10 million people that tried it okay well, they try it once they try it twice i have no idea you know so that really did nothing for me uh as far as my game pass ultimate so i was like okay hey, that's strike one and, and or strike two strike one was you no know, no big first party games on a consistent basis once it gets to that point i will re-sign up for it and and i'm all i'm all in man i mean i, I feel like 2024 is going to be <laughs> some kind of humongous year where we're going to get like 15 games like there's not enough weeks you know and, and it's it's just going to come and it's just going to hit us like you know and that's going to be great but right now you know there, there's a lot of things that you know i you know I, I only play value is subjective i only play a certain kind of game you know and 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 that's just me you know and i'm sure several other people you know it's, i'm not just sitting here by myself on this little island that you know Guys that don't play well, value, game. value is always uh, objective. Facts not in evidence. We don't know. Side <laughs> your island is Dan. Maybe. But, uh, Maybe. No, value is always subjective, and that's why I asked you first because I know right. that you have a perspective that a lot of people don't like. I know your perspective on this is different than mine, and that's obviously perfectly fine. Like I have Game Pass, and I try games all the time in it just for the hell of it, right? Like I love it using it like a rental service, basically. Um, but I know you don't, and that's fine. Right. That's why I wanted to get your kind of um, perspective on this because right. and we there's, have going to be oh, sorry. Yeah, there's going to be a time that that this you know I'm probably going to get it back. You know, if they come out and they say, okay, we're going to give you this twenty dollar deal for the family plan, because I, I my kids use it, and yeah. so I pay for them. Yeah. You know, so right now I'm actually paying. You know, well, I mean, I got like some really good deals on cards, so I mean, or like you know the. 20 bucks for like three months already. Right. So, so I've got like a, a dock of codes for this stuff, you know, and I could literally just go and put a code in and get it back. But I, I choose not to, because I think that the value for me isn't there. And I think everybody needs to look at this from an individual standpoint and go, Hey, is this going to be something that I want? Right. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's a good value in general, you know, like, like if you look at it, you know, overall, yeah, you get, you know, a hundred and something games for $15, excuse me, a month. That's that sounds like you know a pretty good deal. Then you kind of have to go a little bit deeper and kind of look at it. When Starfield, when they delayed it, you know, again, I, I don't have it, so it's not really you know going to make that big of a difference to me from a service point of view. Um, we've got the uh, the Xbox, uh, whatever it is coming up, the the, the event, the showcase. Yeah, you know, do I think they'll show anything there that's going to be coming out within the next six months? Probably not. But, you know, I hope so. I definitely will. Yeah, well, hopefully. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an insider or anything. I just, Dan might mean games he cares about in that. Oh, right. yeah. The yeah, games you care about. Uh, games right. you yeah, care about. I think there would be like a yeah. Forza Horizon 
expansion DLC right. or something that they show. They'll be, the, that, they'll be the loot river equivalents. Those will definitely yeah, right. be Game, games that you care about is a is eliminates ninety eight percent. Right, it's a very, very narrow, yeah. you know. So I, I'm a very specific person, you know, as far as my tastes go. Uh, I mean, that's I, a great I, way of putting it, Dan. You're a very yeah. specific person. I'm very specific. Yeah, person. he yeah. knows what he likes. And he knows okay. what he likes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's. I think, and, and, and if you're getting the value out of Game Pass right now, fantastic for you. I'm glad you are because I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's. There's so many options out there right now. You know, it's never for, been a better time to be a right. gamer. We say that all yeah, the time. Hundred percent. Do I care about Phil Spencer? Absolutely not. Do I care <laughs> about how Microsoft is doing financially? No. You know what? I don't care. I can put food on my table. My family's happy. That's all I care about. Everybody else is so concerned about everything else. I don't understand it. You know, and you, and you, you know, you want to defend a company. You know, you can be upset. That's what I'm saying. You know, just be upset and be like, "Damn, man, I was really looking forward to that game." Instead of being like, "Well, they're still in a good position financially, and you know, they had the best year last year that they ever had." You know, I, I, nobody cares. What does that do for what, you? What would you call that, that accent? Ramen on your table? I don't know, but I like it. I like. Lino is entitled gamer. That was a found the accent. God. Oh uh, my man. gosh, Dan Rance, I love it. Uh, this drives me crazy. I, I think it's I think it's fair, and I, and you're seeing a lot of that this week, right? And and we are. It goes without saying that we are some of the first to offer praise to the gaming community, the company, you know, everything that goes on within the space. We're very positive in that space. But to Dan's point, you you don't have to twist everything. When there's negative news or bad news or disappointing, even if it's only disappointing to you, you are absolutely allowed to voice that disappointment and nothing should prevent you from doing that. I know. So, Rick, I'll jump over to you because... Sure. We know that I, I think of this panel. I think you were the most hyped for Starfield. You were really looking forward to this game. Is that is that fair? Ooh, uh, I was the most interested the in most seeing skeptical. what it was. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was the most interested in seeing what it was. I'm I'm very reticent when you're just showing me uh, navel gazing, okay. uh, table reads, and things like that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I did want to see very much what it was. So like last week when we're talking about things, and it's what are you most interested in? I want that question mark filled in. What in the world is Starfield? What does that experience look like? Uh, because I, I, I think I will like it I, for, based on some of the navel gazing, uh, but I don't know. Um, sure. And so that, that's what I, you know, that's what I wanted answered. Um, so, yes, I'm excited to know what it is. Also, I do have Game Pass. I will tell you, unlike Dan, um, it basically has one pretty darn hot indie game seemingly per week. Um, you know, I'm I'm playing Trek to Yomi. I'm playing Yuden Chronicles Rising. Yep. Things that I would have spent money on um, yep. through Game Pass. So if you do like those, uh, I, to me, it's the easiest purchase I make probably any given year. Uh, <laughs> but yep. um, if you don't like those, I totally get where anybody's coming from. I do like those kind of high end indies, um, and so those are those are there. I was actually a little surprised they didn't sign Rogue Legacy too, honestly. Um, yeah. But, but uh, I think Rogue Legacy 2 probably rightly thought, nah, we can we can do this the normal way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, look, it's very disappointing, right? And I, I was getting so much X-Bot-type stuff for the last month, and I went out with a video called Star Failed, uh, and people were very annoyed with me. They were very oh. cross. Oh, they flipped very quickly. They were very cross with me, and I said, look, it was how is this a failure? It's just It's still coming out. It'll still be great, but that's make sure it games. This is fun. <laughs> it is a failure in design and production pipelines and planning. And look, the day they announced it last summer, I say, 
a year plus release date on that teaser? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I said, don't plan that day off yet, folks. And I got so much crap. <laughs> I got so much. This is the way Bethesda do it, Hogue. You don't know what you're talking about. Are you new to gaming? Mm -hmm. Yes, this is what I'm known for. Uh, and and then like Todd Howard doubles down on that in the in the weeks to follow. It did. Like, no, we don't put it a date did. down unless we mean it. it. It's like, all right, bro. <laughs> yep. And they doubled down again when they did. Did you see the little uh, like 15 minute roundtable they did where they were talking about its design and stuff? I did. Came up, it came up again. And uh, that's why I and, and that wasn't you, long ago. No, it wasn't long ago at all. And I'll, I'll give you credit, Hogue, because you did say that you still think this is going to be delayed. And I was the one saying, I think this is pretty firm um, based on everything I'm seeing. And obviously, I didn't read the room correctly. Um, but Neither did they. that's not your fault if they're not <laughs> reading the room. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I get very annoyed by this. I made that video because I just want people to to at least be more within themselves as to when to get excited. I love excitement. I love being hyped for something. And part of the fun of this industry and other industries, movies, uh, TV shows as well, is, is looking forward to something that adds to your life experience. I know people don't necessarily realize that or, or, or think about it differently. If it becomes a disappointment in the end, that's sad. But you still had a lot of time where you're like imagining the coolness this could be. I don't regret looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077. I do regret you know, giving more credence than it deserved to closed door meetings and all of the effusive praise that came out of the press for things that were really controlled by that company. So when you don't show me anything at all and you just have conversations that say, well, what we're really interested in in Starfield is examining the human experience and where we are in the universe. <laughs> I say, okay, okay, great. I'm glad you had a mission statement. I'll wait. Yeah. And I fully expect they're going to have a blowout next month because they already spent the resources to have a blowout. Yes. next month right like right. they they already did everything yeah. that they spent to make a demo or whatever is is spent i was so gonna say everything that we're gonna see in three weeks time is done it's yeah. already ready to go yeah yeah they're, they're, we're gonna get the november release blowout um yeah. next month and that'll be good because at least i can then say oh actually that's not really what i'm interested in the game or get excited and then I'll, sure. I'll put it in my six month bucket and i'll wait for christmas or whatever um to really start focusing on oh that's one of the next big things um, but it's a disappointing week, uh, and, and coming off the tail of other stories about, you know, rare going back to basics on whatever their cartoon deer game is perfect dark, having all this trouble, which by the way, is an open question mark. Once again, with crystal dynamics, changing hands because crystal dynamics is the saving throw from Microsoft on perfect dark. I have said in a number of places that what it appears that Phil Spencer wants to do is take a light hand kind of you do your own thing approach to these studios. And they are going from something like 14 to 34. And they don't, in my opinion, right now, have their ducks in a row in terms of planning pipelines, figuring out resources, knowing when to use a strong hand versus a light hand. Uh, and I am very interested and invested in them getting it right because they're going to hold so many assets in the video game industry. So I want, I'm rooting for them very hard. Right this second, I think they are, they are not ready. Um, for, for all of this stuff. And some of that's Bethesda. They just let Todd Howard go. And, and at some point they had a probably somewhat angry meeting uh, in the last week where they, you know, it's not, it's not going to be November boss. Um, and that's going to continue on. And I will be interested in seeing if they ever get to where Dan wants them to be, where there's a cadence, right? He's right. Since Xbox started, and this isn't Phil Spencer's fault, they have not been able to master that cadence. They've been able to master the hype machine a little bit 
with your with your brute forces of the world if we're doing deep cuts here, <laughs> yeah. but not to actually deliver on those things timely or deliver on them from either a critical or audience consuming perspective. So Xbox, I want you to succeed. I am rooting for you, but you, you've you made me a little nervous about you taking on half the industry's popular IPs here. So that, that's where I stand yeah. on this. No, I think that's good. And it's a good segue into the broader discussion I wanted to have, right? Is, <clears throat> and I there, I see your guys' comments, a lot of comments around this. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick's is, Nick said Spencer's nickname should be Cold Stone because that man is softer than ice cream. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I have a lot to say on this as well. Uh, it kind of ties into a lot of what you just touched on, uh, uh uh, Rick um, and Travis, I don't know where you stand on this, so I'll get us going, and then Travis, feel free to jump in with your commentary as well, because uh, I don't know where you stand on some of these thoughts. But I, I know a couple other people in the chat have said kind of what Rick said. The bigger concern here is not that anyone's looking for Xbox to fail by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that it's not the problem that Starfield was even delayed. That's not a big deal. Game delays happen all the time, especially with a game that's probably as grandiose in scope as as Starfield. Um, the the larger concern, and I want to be, I said this on Cast Co-op too, I don't want to be exceedingly clear, right? There's awful lot that goes on behind the scenes here that we're unaware of, blah, 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 caveat, 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 that, you know, I'm not running a, a first party studio for some giant organization. So there's an awful lot that goes into this that, uh, you know, I don't understand. And, and that should be true of all of us speaking about this, right? However, to Rick's point, from the outside looking in, and to Dan's point as well, we have been talking for years now about a cadence that Xbox needed to get into with first-party delivery. And that doesn't necessarily mean big AAA blockbuster releases every two or three months, right? Just a first-party cadence when you have these several thousand developers in 23 studios, even though you've only had Bethesda for about 18 months, but obviously, Bethesda had several projects in the works already. It's not like they just started working on things after Xbox bought them. But the, the overarching concern here is that you now have a giant first-party organization that can't seem to plan to release at some sort of cadence, even from a contingency standpoint. Um, it felt like everything they had from a marketing perspective, look at the showcase marketing. The showcase marketing is Starfield. Everything they've been talking about for it's eight that years. and Bethesda. And, and Bethesda. we talked about that last Starfield. week. Exactly. Bethesda's not releasing Jack this year. No. And you have to imagine, right? It we know that game delays are prevalent. Obviously, we talk about them all the time. And this is true against any any organization or big publisher, I should say. Where's your contingency plan, right? You should have known coming into this year that Starfield had a chance of not releasing and that Redfall had a chance of not releasing. And what is your backup plan? Because that's the problem. It feels like Xbox never has a backup plan to fill these gaps, right? And Let's I think... Let's advocate here. Go ahead. In a month, they might have something to go in that slot. That 100%. We have 100%. 100%. They will have at least one game we already know kind of is going well, we expect up. forza to pop up yeah but you know in in terms of i guess outside of car racing something that is action adventure rpg gets gets people out of bed and, and up and ready for xbox kind of game yes is there anything that they could release within that six month window it would have to be something that's almost done 
and it would have to be something that they've held close to their vest, which is not their modus operandi. Which, funny enough, we, you know, it, uh, not to be ironic here, but we're talking about Forza, right? And you're talking about that's car racing and it's Forza. I, I like uh, car racing. I have a lot of car racing games. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, the other thing that is more becoming a rumor as we speak is a Gears of War collection. Um, which that, is kind of hilarious. Big announcement, I will ugh so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of goes back to my the the bigger issue here for me, and this doesn't just apply to Xbox, um, but is you've got people like Phil Spencer who has been in game publishing and game development. He was the head of internal game studios for a while, right? He's been in this for 25 plus years, and the onus he's head of Xbox, so everyone brings his name up, right? Because ultimately the buck stops with him. But there's obviously tons of different executives that have a hand in this, right? He's and Matt, himself that way. So again, I know I, just as an aside, he, when you do that to yourself, when you make yourself the story, when you want to be the brand person, this is something that I don't like out of CEOs very often. Then when it spins around on you, you deserve every bit of it. Uh, so if people are blaming Phil Spencer on this and saying, well, there's other executives, that's fine. There were also other executives that were there for the good things that people were giving you credit for. Of course. So Phil, Phil Spencer, uh, if, if people are deriding Phil Spencer's leadership right now because of some of this, I think that is as deserved as saying, you know what? Game Pass was a good idea. Moving to these various things is a good idea. Trying to get Xbox everywhere is a good idea. Those kinds of things as well. So yep. um, he oh, is I, Xbox. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say we have given a huge amount of praise to what Phil Spencer's. Yes. I've written articles about it. I mean, trust me. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Phil fan, believe yeah. me. Um, and so, yeah, the buck stops with him. And you have Matt Booty is obviously head of Xbox Studios. And you have a ton of other people involved. My point is, and of course, Todd Howard, you know, being the kind of legendary reputation he has within Bethesda too. But the question I want to ask, right, is as you approach the showcase next month and yeah. all the marketing is around Starfield, right, how over the past six to eight to 10 months, do you have all of these people who were so intimately familiar with game development and what it takes to launch big AAA games? How do we get to a point three weeks out from their showcase when all the marketing's been Starfield that we they none of them recognize that this game wasn't ready for the release date? I just don't know how that happens. Mm -hmm. I think from institutional. Well, we, we got to go away home. from the home excuse at this point. We have to. I, they literally why? taking pictures in the office together. Like, we can't keep using that as excuse. You think that that's most employees? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, how does someone like Phil or Todd or any of these people who have been around games for so long have played Starfield a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, and they couldn't recognize that the game was not ready for launch? I think they could. How does that? How does that happen? I think they could I, recognize. My that. guess is, my guess is that they assume that they can fix. More than they can, and how do they time. not know that's a mistake? I mean, they've I mean, that, lived that. That's, I mean, that's that's like the the question about games in general is what it, what do games look like nine months before we see them? How broken are they, and how much are they able to fix? And then yeah. Bethesda, in particular, they're already known for launching games that kind of don't work at the beginning <laughs> uh, or have a bunch of goofy bugs, and so. You know, it could be that they're trying to not do that again. It could. Well, be you have a major event, right? Inter intervening between Fallout seventy six and 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 Starfield, <clears throat> which is of course Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, immolating Correct. itself. Uh, Correct. In, in and, the and they also they also reception. delayed it at the right time, I think, which is before they made a big like. Well, that was here's the thing: is like everybody everybody's everybody's like, yo, uh, 
like look at this huge disappointment but like to their credit it's not like they were super hyping the game you haven't even seen it right you know like it's not like it was cyberpunk like so oh man i take issue with that they, they showed Watercup. one cgi trailer and a bunch of interviews i just Dude, I they have to, talked about starfield weeks. at every moment it's in all of their press releases Travis. yeah i know i know but 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 they're not it's not cyberpunk level where you're seeing an e3 for like four you they, know, yeah E3s it's a different row, method, but, granted you know what i'm saying sure. like we've just we've sure. seen games super super hype get delayed and it's like this one we haven't even seen it and it got delayed I so i'm kind of like eh, but i don't really care packages in like the last three months that game doesn't exist to me until you know until june or whenever it is that they end up showing it which who knows me and you travis but they were trying in terms of getting that hype up i mean that's i don't i don't even know let's see uh (laughs) kev our our brother from over at backlog chronicles said travis is an apologist down with the tie guy (laughs) i'm really not apologizing for anything i just i get i just say personally if you're gonna if you're gonna delay this game probably delay it before the e3 showing not after right that's that was the oh mistake oh great that, of course that's the yeah, mistake that 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 halo infinite made is that they they did their gameplay reveal and then almost immediately were like hey we got to delay this game and two is that like we haven't seen the game so like my hype level at least i was waiting for the big you know blowout todd howard comes out in a leather jacket event uh <laughs> to get hyped and that hasn't really happened yet and so for for my books i'm like my hype levels are minimal and i think that unless you're super close to the industry and you're reading press releases, you're not, it's, you know, it's not a cyberpunk situation where they're in your face with it. And Keanu Reeves is on stage and like all that stuff. It's like, you, you really I, have to be a specific type of gamer to like care about Starfield. I, like, I think that's not, fair. Starfield I think what you're saying. It goes trending when it gets delayed. Yeah, I, Starfield had zeitgeist the same as cyberpunk did. Starfield's marketing, by the way, marketing packages, videos or press releases. April 29th, April 26th, April 13th, April 6th, March 30th, uh, March yeah. 29th, March 24th, March 21st. Yeah. Come on, Travis. I, 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 I see the press point releases. you're trying to make, Travis. But who, 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 who is watching? Who's reading those press releases? Hope? They're videos and press releases. They're, they're, this, this is the Made for Wanderers. This is when I did a tweet that said Made for Wandering yeah. marketing campaigns, maybe. Uh, this how is how I get in trouble. Do- how many people do you think watch the Q and A uh, navel gazing? Enough I mean, to make it the number one trending topic on Twitter when it happens. Okay, that, that's yeah. what I think. It, yeah, sure. I, and I, I think, I think that 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 is a uh, it's it's insiders or people <laughs> who are hardcore and and like if you're looking at the if you're looking at the grand scheme of things, they they haven't even shown the game. Travis, that's, we that's where I'm just saying. We want to see when we talked about what we want to see last week. What was the yeah. obvious answer from everyone? Obviously, everybody yeah. here who are all gaming insiders who keep I can super closely and brain. read all those press releases, we all want to see Starfield. I think Bomber has a point in the chat. He said Starfield's hype began when Todd said it was Skyrim in space, which is yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's the thing. Yeah. If you if you're a prestige studio, there's going to be a certain amount of expectation behind you, regardless. And that's not really a choice, but it's true. If you're if you're three four three making Halo and they know you're working on a Halo game, it's going to have hype it's even the if you only don't show the capstone game, blah, blah, blah. game Xbox has in the year 2022. Yeah, well, I mean that that that's a fair argument. But for, here's here's where I stand on this thing. I don't care at all. I don't care when games come out. I I have no stake in Xbox's delivery system. I don't. I, I have so many games, and I'm not thinking like, well, where's the Xbox one? You like, do I, have a just, stake. I don't. I don't care. Right? Like, like I. You do have, if, if Xbox takes half of the really big intellectual properties in video games and implodes, then sure. that's going to set back the industry. So yeah, I, I don't. Everybody I don't has think, a vested I, interest I, in seeing them not burn to the ground. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. I, obviously, you don't want them to fail. I think imploding is uh, is quite quite a thing to assume that would happen because of a game delay or any number of game delays, because game delays happen all the time. They're happening especially a lot in our current era where people are working yeah. from home or transitioning from working from home. Or going, doesn't bother me. I agree with you. Okay, okay, that's fine. So how long ago was it before they made like a blockbuster game? Uh, December of last year. Okay, so that's... Uh, five months ago, not that long. And before that, it was Forza Horizon 5, another very well-received, large Xbox first-party game. They if had a great 2021, you know, 100%. Yeah. So, so like, if 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 their, if their game, you know, uh, delivery, it, it means that they skip a year on big release games, I don't see how, how that affects me. Game delivery go again? I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting how that got delivered. Was it very smooth? Come on, we, we, we covered this already. Oh uh, yeah, we, we can't we can't talk on, about we this can't again. Do that again. No, no, look, no, look, at, look at the Metacritic score and then you tell me. It had a year delay. It was supposed to be a launch window game. They missed their goddamn capstone game for their freaking launch. Okay, 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 okay. Fair, that's fair, Hogue. That's fair. They missed their capstone that capstone game. And if again. you care about if you care about when games come out, if you have a very a vested interest in a specific game, like I care just, about competent management, Travis. Okay, well, I would say look at the Metacritic score then. The Metacritic. The Metacritic score is high. The game came out in a state that people largely loved. It was well-received. So the year delay, does, do, do I care more out. about the delay or do I care about the finished product? To me, the finished product is all that matters. The delivery date, I don't care. I, you know, Maybe I won't survive to see it come out, but you know, eventually it'll come out. And maybe I'm just older be- than you, Travis. Yeah, that's right. Maybe, I, maybe I'm looking at the, the, the cool disc of mortality in play on Perhaps some of these, these windows. I mean, I'm uh, probably closer to the grave than you. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the, I just uh, want to make sure I'm alive for it. I like Halo. Halo's <laughs> fine. Look, look, I, I don't think I, I think do Halo Infinite's a tire fire, <laughs> but that's fine. It took an extra year to come out. They yeah. didn't even know it would get the response that it did. At that point, it had already been delayed, and it's on their box. Every press release before the Xbox Series' launch is about Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite, and then whoop, we missed that. The next okay. big... Uh, action adventure RPG thing that people can get invested in on a character basis has the same thing happen to it under their watch. I, I this is twice in a row. Okay, okay, I, okay I, but 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 if the games were coming out and they were all bad, I would agree with you that they can't worry on delivery. But I don't. I just don't see why timing matters to any gamer. Why, why does timing, it matter to the people playing it, the games? I think. Who I cares? think there's yeah, the right, resource the, the, that we have a limited amount of. The delay is one thing, right? Like personally, to me, as you're saying, Travis, I don't care. It's coming out six months later. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Why? Why, why would that impact you at all? It it doesn't. I think what we're saying is it's it's signifying, at least from the outside looking in. I like to caveat that it's signifying a larger issue that Xbox can't seem to get their games across the finish line. That's what we're yeah, saying on, on time. But when they come out, they're good, right? I mean, that's. At least in the lately last they have months. been, yes. Yeah, so that, that I guess that's my point is if they if they were having a hard time getting across the finish line and then they eked across the finish line and they failed and they were all uh what, what was that uh multiplayer game uh bleeding edge if they were all like bleeding edges then I'd be like okay yeah you guys have a point but if if they're taking extra time and the games that come out are good and they're working then I say then their problem isn't really the delivery the problem is they're bad at handling announcements and PR. And in the days that they that that they say a game's going to come out, that's a separate. We don't even know if they can sustain themselves on this cadence. You don't. So that's where it's going to go. But don't you think that with the total amount of development talent and kind of IP ownership and everything else they have going on with their new kind of Xbox Game Studio umbrella, right? 
don't you think that from a management perspective, they should have, and, and again, I keep throwing caveats, but we still have to see the showcase in three weeks. I get that. There yeah. could be stuff yeah, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, I but, will but, don't, but don't you think that all of this focus on Starfield, which is now delayed, doesn't show, as you can see, there's a lot of comments, which are, but doesn't Xbox have any other plans for this kind of 12-month window, right? Like, why out of all these studios and all this dev talent, were you putting all your ducks into one basket? Yeah, I mean, they, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, they, they should not put all your eggs in one, one basket. I, I don't know if it's a, a timing thing. I mean, <laughs> it's not that that they're not publishing anything. It just hasn't come together. And and I don't know if that is a, uh, if that's a management thing or if it's a timing thing. I mean, Hoag said Bethesda is not publishing anything this year. That's not really true. I mean, they published two games this year, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, both games for PlayStation. So yeah, that's not really it. Right. That's not an Xbox problem. That's, that's a, just the like corporate agreements problem. So I think um, I, 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 again, Criticize Xbox all you want. I'm I will never be a guy to defend a corporation. I'm just saying for me as a gamer, one guy, I I don't look at 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 the uh the first party and go, oh well, well, why isn't it coming out on time? I go, is it a good game? And if it's okay. a good game, I don't I will not ask you any follow-up questions if the game's good. I won't go, <laughs> well, how did you get there? Well, did you, you know, well, did you do it in a timely manner? I'll just be like, all right, it's it was a good such game. Such a myopic focus from you, Travis. I expect yeah, and, and you know what? It's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. It's it the isn't only the only thing, thing that, matters that matters because time, money, it, these are resources that we have. And if you say that they have a trash management pipeline, that their production pipeline results in extra delays. They don't know what they're doing. They're having issues keeping their people going, whatever it might be behind the scenes at Microsoft. And that results in a year-long, year-long and a half delay for every game that is now going to be under their belt, which will be 34 developers when they finish buying Activision. Then at some point, if you just take a 10-year time window, you've lost something like 10 games because of bad management and pipelines. And that's if Satya Nadella deigns to allow Phil Spencer to continue to burn money on a service that may or may not be economically feasible with the cadence that he is not delivering for his bosses at Microsoft. So there is very real concern that I have from both a business perspective and a guy that likes consuming video games to have all of these game companies go under an umbrella that I write this second, don't trust to deliver product. But I mean, if they deliver the product and they're getting 90s on Metacritic, like who cares how long they took? That's that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. If the games are good, I don't care. That's, that's, that's the only thing that matters. So Square Enix's cadence of a decade plus for a Final Fantasy game is great. because Dude, eventually How long did Half-Life Alex take to, to make, right? That was like game of the year a couple years ago. Half-Life Alex that took like 10 You're years. You're going to go with Valve as you're backing for well-produced <laughs> pipeline software. Though. I mean, what, what games have they made that are bad? Why should I care how long it comes out? I just because think you, you, guys are, more you guys are living in this like bubble of industry people. And I'm, I'm just talking like, to a wall. Yeah, it's true. Dan. Dan had something to It's assuming, yeah, I mean, the last three games that they've released have had high Metacritic scores. That's fine. But we're also assuming <clears> the quality <throat> of a delayed game is always going to be. That's another misnomer, right? Is a right, delay yeah. does mean, not guarantee game quality. So, so I'll no, wait yeah, the game not comes at all. out, and then I'll decide if their management is bad. Well, that's what I'm game. saying. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> that's my point. It's like, why Why am I deciding now? I haven't played the game. They delayed it. Whatever. That's when fair. They play I, mean, it, I, just, I, mean, I will never review it, but it, unless it's super buggy, then they'll assign it to me. But uh, <laughs> uh, you're not you know. Actually, if you get assigned Starfield, we know there's problems. I feel oh, for sure. Yeah. If you see my name on it, 
on the docket there, you are screwed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, I, it, I get what you guys are saying. You guys are looking at the business. You're hoping that it's sustainable, all that stuff. I'm not just it, looking at the business. I mean, I mean, it, then you're not looking at the games. I mean, I that's, am. Then, <laughs> I am then because there's a difference. You say it's a 90 in four years or six years. Start. When was the Starfield teaser? A thousand years ago? That's and Bethesda, I get a 90 though. game that, out of that I mean, process when I could have gotten two from, from a company that was doing better in terms of management. That matters to me. Yeah, I, I, I think if you, if you think that the reason that uh, Bethesda isn't producing games fast enough has to do anything with Microsoft's management, I would tell you to look at Bethesda's history as a developer because they... And Microsoft could improve it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right? I mean, yeah. Hey, if that, if that's your if that is your threshold, you think that they can make that company move faster? Uh, you have a lot more faith in in uh, in management's ability to move creative types than I do at all, because this is sort of the problem, right? With with all the prestige studios, is they take forever, and their bosses can't really get them to do things quickly uh, because you can't rush art a lot of times. Uh, but this, okay, so art. that's all right. Okay, God help me. There, there's a, um, there's a lot of comments here, kind of. Yeah, hey, go ahead. I, I I'm I'm just looking at this from a a purely. <laughs> uh, do you know what the cadence of game releases was like? Only two generations ago. Hey, I mean, hey, you can't hey, rush we, art. Hey, we can talk about that for for sure, Hogue, but. If you're if you're going to go that route, then I will up you by saying games are bigger now than they've ever been. Games have larger teams than they've ever been. Yeah. Uh, they that how does a it, crash it, happen, Travis? I'm just just I'm just curious. What are what are the what are the foundational building blocks of an industry crash? Is it overgrowth? Yeah. Is it <laughs> lack of production? <laughs> yeah. Now sure. we're now we're getting way up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to go down. super industry, I and I, and I will say. <laughs> Hogue, you can you can argue that so you're blue in the face. I will be happy to comment alongside you, and I will not care a iota be, in, until the games come out and they're not good. That's all I care about. If they're not good games, there, there, so there's I'll, a lot I'll of commentary here. here that kind sure. of agrees on on almost both, really. Um, the, kind of agreeing with both that uh, the, all that matters in the end is that the game is excellent. However, there's a lot of concern around cadence, and I know a lot of comments around the the bigger comments I've seen from creators this week have really been so what does again what we've already said what does 2022 represent from xbox first party then and i think i think that the, if you narrow this down to a a single question right the thing is you have a one of the big three that has all we've heard about for years now have been about how many developers they have how many studios they have how many ips they have and it could be an entire year calendar year where they don't have a big first party release. And I think what people are simply asking is, does that signify a larger issue of management? Yeah, who knows, man? Yeah, I'll I'm give you an answer there. when the games come out. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be right next to the press release that announces the Game Pass experiment is over. <laughs> sure. sure. And if that happens, then we can we can comment on it. I I I just I here's here's where I stand. I, we don't have I, to I, wait I, to actually hit the iceberg. We don't. It's it's yeah. right ahead. I, I, I well, I mean, but if if the iceberg is a great game coming out, and we're just going to hit it a little later. Then I think, uh, what why why do we care when we no, hit the it? Ice, <laughs> the great this is a this is a tortured metaphor, but I, I uh, math don't lie. Here's where, here's where I stand. I think Game Pass is successful even without a massive first party support. I really do. And that from from my, from my book, I I subscribe to Game Pass because I get huge value out of it. So As why? you pointed out, you get Trek Diomi, you get games. I think the Dan's of the world have a bigger island than we do. 
for game, sure, for sure. Game Pass is my favorite service, like in yeah, gaming, so, so, bar none. I, like it's so not I even close. If, I think if you're saying, oh, well, Game Pass can't succeed without you know a regular cadence of Xbox first party, I would reject that argument simply because I don't an, an, anticipate getting much in 2022, and I'll still subscribe all year because for you know dollars to donuts for me, I'm getting a ton out of Game Pass, and I think most. Gamers, I agree. Especially the casual audience would agree with that statement and continue to support it if they're on Xbox. So, so then, so then, if Game Pass ago. is fine without first party, <laughs> and most most players don't even know what a first party Xbox game is, they just know a good game from a bad game. Then all I would say to you is that the business has to figure itself out. I trust management to to do that arithmetic behind closed doors and figure out what works for them, what cadence works for them as a business, but. At the end of the day, if the games are coming out of high quality, I am fine waiting. I do not care when games come out. I simply care the state that they come out in. And whatever they need to accomplish that, I'm just going to trust that they did the model that was right for them. If the game comes out, then I'll be the first person to go, what happened here? Especially with a delay. You delayed it once. You weren't doing it again. Cyberpunk 2077 is a great example of that. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a critic. What did you expect in this conversation? <laughs> let me let me get these super chats you're, then, because some of them. Have been, I don't have think been I can do better than myopic then, because I think you are missing the forest for the trees. But I will let Ains hit whatever he wants. <laughs> well, we're we're forty minutes past the super chat, and it actually has cyberpunk in it, so we might as well get to it. So we've got a few to go through here. <laughs> Iron so. Cage with the ten dollars super chat. Cyberpunk was caught in the in an unfair catch twenty two with its delay and release. Starfield can have all the delays it needs. Yeah. So thank Maybe. you, Walt. And I kind of echoing, I guess what what Travis is saying is that it, delay don't matter. Just make sure the game is good upon release, which oh, I don't think any of us are disagreeing with. I think we're for all sure, agreeing sure. with that. You, you guys hey. are just saying I'm worried about the business, and I'm saying I. I mean, I'm indifferent. I guess I I don't I don't think Microsoft is particularly in trouble. I don't think they're strapped for cash or, or no. I don't think game passes and i don't think any of us said no. microsoft was strapped i know i'm just cash. saying i don't i don't think that they're in any, i don't think they're anywhere near an explosion or a bubble bursting or anything like that i just i just don't see it we have utterly no transparency as to the economics of game pass and the money they expend to make it work it is yeah. almost certainly not profitable on a functional level and is subsidized right now by microsoft's hoard of cash if they do not prove the viability of their business model to the satisfaction of Satya Nadella and their board, we will see massive changes. Only at that point, they will own 34 studios. So, yes, I am concerned. Yeah, I don't I don't like uh, industry consolidation as much as anybody else likes it. And, and it's a lot of power to have in one hands. And if those companies belly up, you lose a lot of uh, games industry stuff that I mean, totally fine argument. I just I just don't think you ever really get to that fail state until the games start being bad, until people aren't playing your games, until people aren't buying them. And I just, I, I don't see a ton of evidence of that. I don't think Starfield is going to flop. I don't think it's going to be Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm just, I'm just going off of their, the publisher's <clears throat> track record, the developer's track record. And I think that, uh, that, you know, proof is in the pudding. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> All right, this is relevant. <laughs> Sorry, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, to use the full, which actually applies more to the situation. <laughs> so right. Lucius Augustus with the $5 Super Chat. $5. Outside of Bethesda delaying those games, where is Xbox Game Studio Games? Xbox Global Publishing. All these studios and no games still. Pain. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I I think that's that's that was goes back to the singular question I asked, right? And I think that's what a lot of people are asking: is okay, put the delays aside of okay Starfield and Redfall, 
where is Xbox Game Studios in 2022? Uh, join me on PlayStation, PlayStation and you will soon know where all the Xbox Game Studio games well, it's, are. Well, that's a fair advertisement. So we're yeah. the four of us are going to react to that show live. So everyone in chat, please join us. It should be a great time. We're going to celebrate games. I love, like, I'm like a kid with those showcases. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But to Travis's point, it will also answer some questions, right? It's going to answer the question of, where are Xbox Game Studios in 2022? And depending, we don't know if we're going to like the answer, but it'll, it'll answer it. So yeah. we'll find yeah. out. Tao uh, in the house. Tao with $5 super chat. Uh, <clears throat> good is debatable, Travis. And those games are good after time, as in a year or more, which isn't good. It creates a stigma. They release unfinished games. I mean, that's, yeah. This is, that's, again, that's sorry, sorry for getting the super chats late, but this goes back to release state. Right. I think, which is the point Hogue was making or, or attempting to make about Halo, which I know we've disagreed on in the past, but yeah. to the point well, of... I, I, I will yeah. never argue that good isn't debatable, certainly. Uh, that is literally <laughs> the entire, uh, you know, that's the whole thing of opinions. But uh, I will say that that it would be kind of a stretch to say that they release unreleased games just looking at the catalog they released in the past year. Like Forza Horizon, is that an unfinished game, you think? Uh, is well, that I, what you're going to no. use? You're going to use Forza? Because I think there's a lot of articles about whether Halo was unfinished or not. Yeah, and I, I would say that those people are... You disagree yeah, with had, them, but their articles yeah. are out there, certainly. And when we're talking about yeah. stigma, those articles matter. I think sure, Psychon sure, yeah. Psychonauts, yeah. Psychonauts 2 is a good example. Um, you know, 2, yeah, uh, yeah, amazing yeah. game. I think Flight Simulator, amazing game, If for people who like that game, of course. That was last year, yeah. Yeah, so 2021, I think, is... If you're looking at more recent examples, I think you know they, they've improved their... Um, reputation but there there has been a history there and i think that i think at least in my opinion that's what's causing some of the concern is we we had that stretch of years in time where xbox was lacking in first party delivery right even when they had fewer studios and now we've heard for years again going back to the core argument we've heard for years well that that those days are over they have tons of studios now they have tons of developers they have tons of staff they've invested hundreds and billions hundreds of millions and billions of dollars and yet here we are again where you're looking at a stretch of time where nothing's coming from first party well the old joke was it's halo forza and gears and that sure as hell sounds like where we are <laughs> yeah. i just don't understand why you, why you get to write off all three of those games like they're pretty good games i don't they're, they're my favorite really games but i know but pe people use that argument because they re-released like i mean look gears yeah. my, gears never changed Halo ne never changed except got worse. Uh, and and Forza, oh. Forza, I like Forza, but it's cars. You're killing me. Yeah, I mean, look, if you don't like those games, that's one thing. But to say that they don't release any games and then to point to the three games that you don't like as proof of that is a nonsensical argument. It's 20 years of Gears, Halo, and Forza, man. Viva Pinata. I mean, I, I could prove I, I could prove demonstrably <laughs> that you're wrong. Uh, I could prove all the different games that they released. Okay, so Able, just so we're clear, you, know, you want to position Viva Pinata as an Xbox capstone game. Let me let us pull up all the catalog of the games that aren't Gears, Forza, and Halo just to prove no. that that is a facetious argument. AF. Yeah, uh, be sure to bring in you know brute force, uh, yeah. fusion frenzy. Look. Uh, Fusion what Frenzy's great. Man. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> how dare, how dare you, you stand where he stood? Mr. Too Opinionated with a $2 <laughs> super chat. We could have got GTA 6 by now, too, but... <laughs> That's a whole yeah, other... They're chasing shark cards. Yeah, they're they're chasing thing. shark cards. They'll, they'll, they'll give you yeah. GTA 6 when they find but, a way to have more shark cards. 
right, we've talked about this whole thing. Let me ask you guys this. You guys can thank you all for the super chats. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's amazing. You guys are incredible. We we're in this situation now. How can Microsoft between now and the end of the year? Uh what what can they do to fix this? In your opinion, for you personally, I mean, I know you're still gonna scrap the game pass and all that stuff, but what could they do from here on out to for Aside Can I tell you what I think that they could do? What I'm worried they're going to do? Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which was, was already delayed, by the way. That was a 2021 yeah, announcement. There's people in the chats being like, well, so is you know, Last of Us Uncharted and whatnot. Do you guys think that I'm in favor of Sony moving to only third-person, over-the-shoulder action-adventure open-world <laughs> games all the yeah. time? Yeah, do you I, think I'm in think, favor I think of Hogue the one flavor of Sony you. game? I was oh, gonna it say. It seems like you have a problem with the industry, the, the just as a whole, the way that. I, I was gonna say. I know there's yeah. a handful of people in the chat that think we're picking on Xbox and trying to compare their play shit. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. That's not us. We're, we're looking at topics individually. I, I think care. both Xbox and Sony coming into this generation have failed in their cadence, production pipelines, 100%. and actually communicating with their players. I do. I think both of them have had serious faults in their communications and how they're managing PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, mostly expectations around everything, around availability, around game pipelines, around all aspects of their system. I think we just got VRR on PlayStation 5 like two seconds ago. I mean, like there are problems across both of these companies that are very significant. By the way, in case somebody comes into the chat, there's problems with what Nintendo does too. This is an era. I can't right deliver now. a game. Breath of the Wild got delayed. Their yeah, whole pipeline sure is terrible. And if you watch my video on Virtual Legality, you know how I talk about that with respect to Starfield. So now I know you didn't watch my video, Travis. <laughs> um, so I am not here to tell you that Xbox is alone on this. And in answer to your question, Dan, what I'm worried that Xbox will do, which is by far my least favorite tactic in video games, is that they go find something to buy to make it exclusive for Xbox because right. that doesn't help anyone. Um, and that's that's what I expect. It helps Xbox, Microsoft to do. I don't think it does help Xbox. I think they spend really? money and they don't move their needle at all. Well, I mean, I mean, I well, I mean it's worked for PlayStation. They got uh, two pretty good games this year: Deathloop, uh, Ghostwire. I don't think it moves their needle at all. Really? No, I don't think. If you look at, I mean, PlayStation Five can't even sell. Uh, they, they're, they, there's no boxes to buy. Well, they can't. That's a separate <laughs> problem. <think> <laughs> Well, yeah, but oh, they all, and I just want to point out to your to your sarcastic joke about Breath of the Wild and Nintendo not being able to deliver Cadence. Nintendo has several other first party games they are delivering this year. That's the point. Yeah, they didn't okay. put all their they didn't put all their eggs in Zelda, and then when that moves, you're everyone's looking at the Switch like, oh, there's nothing to play, which is what you're doing to Xbox right now from first party. Nintendo has. Uh, Nintendo, but, but according, according to you guys, according to you guys, the games don't count unless they're you know RPGs and because because it's not that Xbox isn't delivering any games this year, right? Like we we assume that games are going to come out. Like for, for, you, you and I talked about this a ton. Of Mo- Motorsports Eight is coming out this year, but we it's think. not the right type of game. You know what I mean? Oh, that's for, for me. It is. I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm general argument. But my point about Nintendo solely was that if you look at what we know is coming this year, arguably Nintendo has the best first party lineup. Whether you like them or not, I'm just- hey, I I will never I will never argue with you praising Nintendo's first party lineup and well, like uh, I see it, they've got big titles on the slate. Nintendo Switch yeah. Sports is rad. I've already told it you is. That. I'm playing it all the time. They Kirby have, came know, out this year, also rad. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I don't know if that's this year or not. They've it got is. It is not only year. is it this year, it's like in a month. Yeah, I was that's supposed right. to review it, and I was like, nah, that's <laughs> way too long. Wait, they almost gave you a Xenoblade game. Yeah. Again. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But they were like, Travis, you could review three games in that time. We're not going to give you that. And I was like, fair <laughs> enough. 
So they've got so, triangle strategy. They've got Splatoon three. I mean, they've got you know for their audience. Triangle strategy technically not theirs. Sure, That's but I'm saying for their audience, right? They've got big games. But we'll um, see that on PC and the other systems next year. Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure we will feel probably silly about this conversation when the Xbox showcase happens. I hope That'd I do. My guess. That'd I hope I guess. You think but, that in, in this calendar year, you think Xbox has some stuff to show us? That's, that's I think they have some stuff, yeah. Okay. It'll probably be smaller. Probably people will count mm -hmm. it as not real because it's not AAA or it's not the genre they like or whatever. But there, well, you, you stuff. keep discounting that, but that matters in terms of moving boxes and actually uh, no, making... I'm, I'm not discounting that it matters. Cool. I'm just saying is, to say they have nothing is probably not going to be accurate. No, I mean, for assuming Forza releases this year, right? That is a, and you know, try, um, Rick's point about it being cars is obviously true, but it is a big IP and there are, it will have millions and millions of players. Same with Gran Turismo. People, some people get discount Gran Turismo and I'm like, do you know how big that is? Yeah, I just don't think that's fair. Gran Those games are cool. A big game. Um, <clears throat> and they don't, they, they, don't move the, they don't move the mental meter. They don't change the emotionality of your feeling for uh, what the what the company is releasing, right? Gran Turismo is great. I love Gran Turismo. I'm sure Forza will be great. I enjoyed Forza last year. They they aren't the games that, in my opinion, you remember forever and talk about uh, later on. And and if we're looking at those types of games to be released, I think both platforms have had difficulty um, in 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 the recent past. Frankly, in terms of remembering things, it might be Triangle Strategy at the top of my list. Uh, and I know it's Elden Ring for everybody else. I get that. Uh, but um, like you're just not seeing that kind of delivery, certainly from Microsoft, um, but, but also from PlayStation. And, and I think to that point, right, what we're really talking about is new IP, right? One of the biggest questions surrounding Xbox delivery has been new IP. Um, because you bring up Halo Gears Forza, which always comes up, right? Um, but Starfield was looked at as this big new IP uh, from not only Bethesda, but for Xbox in general. And if we get a if we get a fall where we see a Gears collection of fours, as much as I will adore those games because they're some of my favorite IPs, the big question is where are the new IPs from Xbox? Uh, and we and again we know they're coming. We hear all the time they're coming, um, but where's the delivery of them? Not in 2022, right now, <laughs> which you know doesn't really impact me at all. I've got so many games to play. I Unlike Travis, I would recommend lowering your expectations for the Xbox showcase. Okay. Uh, but maybe that means that it, they will over-deliver on those lowered expectations. Then yeah, no, I'm all for lowering expectations. Let's do it. Let's let's, uh, <laughs> that's I, let's... Actually, that's what I know about you, Travis. Travis yeah. is all for lowering your expectations. Yeah, that's why I hang out with you every Sunday. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in the chat points out some of the games we can expect to see. And yes, some of these are absolutely true. Uh, as Dust Falls is a good one. Grounded, uh, kind of their big, uh, not big, but the, the kind of full release of what Grounded would be. You have War, the new Warhammer game. You have Scorn. You have Atomic Heart is one that I'm very interested in as well. Um, so Fatboy Horace is avowed. I don't think avowed is definitely not coming this year. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Right, Although, hey, maybe. It, well, never say never. It, it feels like they'd have to force it. Um, and completely defeating Travis's proposition of making sure they're finished and good. Yeah, uh, I I, I'm just never a fan of that. Don't yeah. don't force your games out, guys. Unless yeah, they're so games I mean, as a service, and then you have to, like you guys were saying, Redfall. It's funny that you guys are now on that side of the argument. We're like, well, I thought that one was going to come out half finished because people. But that's more a real that. politic kind of answer, right? Like it's like that's the kind of game that gets away with it. So I would have yeah. expected them to do it. 
Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't think that they get away with it as much as you guys think. Sea of Thieves got flamed pretty hard, even though that yeah. is kind of, in my opinion, the way you would want to launch a game is you you launch it and you build on it based on the community. But uh, that's I think that's I think that's just a product of people not understanding uh, gas games. So but yeah, and I, I think <clears throat> one of the things we've talked about before in this kind of space too is that Xbox, at least currently, in my opinion, does a much better job of ongoing games than the other three or the other two excuse me in terms of playstation and nintendo right like if you look at games like sea of thieves you look at obviously halo infinite's going to be building for years you look at state of decay 2 uh you look at forza horizon 5 these are games that are ongoing living that are getting expansions and new content continually uh a lot of them free uh free updates to these games so i do think that's worth calling out um because to the audiences of those games some of which are bigger than i think most uh, some people realize uh, they're important and they, and they keep gamers engaged too. So I think that's, that's worth calling out as well. Yeah. 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 They're going to keep delivering. And I think that's something we have to get used to is certain studios. They're not going to be putting out big new title blockbusters. They're just going to keep doing the things that they are keep building on the things that they're, that they've built. And I think that's important. Um, but it's not like they're just going to build all the stuff you don't like, like bleeding edge is a great example of something that didn't work out. And they were like, all right, fail fast move on to the next thing. Uh, and then when things work, then they stick with it. Sea of Thieves, Halo. Um, so. Which, by the way, is a shame because Sea of Thieves, or Sea of Thieves, geez, Bleeding Edge, I thought actually <laughs> was, a, was a pretty good foundation, but, uh, you know, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't support it. And, it had potential, it, it, but I, I see why yeah. they jumped off it. They needed I don't know if they believed in it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it that, was, that's what I felt, Hogue. I, I felt like they were like, we'll try it, I guess. But it, not really. it was made by a small team within yeah. Ninja theory i i know travis you and i have thought that i talked to some of those people at e3 and yeah you know they were really passionate about it but it was a small team and it launched in kind of a bare bone state and that hurt it so that's yeah a, and i thought it was gonna out. be bad when i i interviewed somebody on their team because i was doing coverage <laughs> for it before it came out and uh somebody i was like what is your what is your follow-up plan for this and they were like oh we're just going to kind of see how it does and then we'll decide what we want to build after that and i was like this is going to tank like, you were like just, okay. games is a service brain i was like nope if you don't have a plan already this is going to be real bad so because yeah. even yeah. when you have a plan it usually doesn't work to plan exactly so. they had no plan they were like we'll just see we'll see we'll see how it lands i'm like oh boy benefit of the doubt they got a game all the way through the production pipeline it's like doing the pixar shorts where you get everybody, you know, you finish something and now you have some people with some with some stuff on their CV. They got a game out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we got a couple other Super Chats to get to here. Tao is back again. Dan, you're on mute, baby. I know that. I was just <laughs> testing you. All right, Tao, uh, with the $5 Super Chat. When it's Halo, Gears, and Forza, a game like Starfield created hope of something different that looked like a new flagship game. Hope like star wars oh, don't throw on don't throw in the little bait there at the is. end there tal I, see what you're I think travis First, and i can all agree that a new hope is a good thing that is yeah. true very good very good someone said the best there you go uh, yeah yeah now, i think that's the point right new ip something different to get excited for yeah. and it, to be clear starfield was not canceled tal i don't know if you've read the news it was simply delayed a little bit the hope is still there it's just moved it doesn't really matter we moved our uh, hope <laughs> we're delaying unless, unless you only live years one year at a time you're you're born on january 1st and you die on december 31st i was gonna say so, just in my head i was like we're gonna do an oscar requiem sequence where i'm just gonna bring up gamer names that died between the release dates i'm just gonna put it in front of travis 
<laughs> that would be here's all the this is why it matters travis That's look it. at all these faces these it's are all the people that didn't play starfield completely out of decorum i would never do it but i did think it just then uh hey look uh, if i die on october you know 28th then you guys can or what is it november 11th so it would have been november 11th now here's what yeah, I if think, i die right? on december 12th then you guys can be like right if i'm so did matter travis if I'm Sony, the day after the Microsoft conference, I'm announcing that Ragnarok's coming out 11-11, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yes. 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 And again, I wouldn't care because I'd buy it, play it, enjoy it, and move I on. Mean, the, the, just, if, you're, if you're thinking about those kinds of things, that, that's what you'd do because you'd rile up the Personally, I would be happy if, you know, if those games didn't come out around the same time. So Ragnarok, come out this year if you can. But if you don't, I don't care. Just be good. I, I don't know that I have a lot of faith in Ragnarok coming out this year. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to see. For sure. That's for sure. By the way, that is the last bastion of hope that I have. That's all I have. Oh, we're delaying hope, Dan. We talked about this. I cannot delay hope. Hope is delayed. (laughs) A delayed hope, episode 10. I will say, I will say, uh, Ragnarok has a lot of a better chance of coming out this year because it's a sequel, presumably runs on the same engine. Oh, and it was again, it was anticipated release last year. It's been delayed. True. It's true. It got delayed. PlayStation and their pipeline. How dare they? Um, anyway. I, I agree, Travis. There are issues there as well. Yeah. If the game isn't um, good. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And uh, thank you, Tal, for the second super chat. And look who is in the house. Thomas Hogue. Let you read hey, Dad. This, one. <laughs> this is all you, buddy. Oh, you want me to read? Yeah. I'm passing. Right. That is your dad yes. backing you up in super chat with dollars. Hey, Unbelievable. Dad. Opportunity cost for years is a real thing. Fantastic. Hogue's the line. That's like there we go. Form of an surprise, surprise. If only I had a father who could come in and just <laughs> say all the things that I agree with. Wow, way to undercut that one, Travis. Yeah. Man, oh my gosh! Oh my god! That's I gotta say, this is one of my favorite episodes ever. <laughs> <laughs> when Hogue's aligned, by the way, you've got to put that somewhere, Rick. That is like just a great title for something. All right. You have to use. But uh, hey, hey, uh, Mr. Hogue Esquire, nice to meet you, sir. Uh, yeah, and, and welcome. He's an Esquire. Is he? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. Papa Hogue. Welcome, yeah. Papa Hogue. Good to see you. Thank oh, you for the man. super chat. All right, we've got our son's very fun to play Evil Dead with. Hey, I yell you, at him, man. but mostly for the comments and the like. <laughs> well, what's funny about this, just as an aside here, because I know Dad's watching now, uh, is that um, you know I've been doing this. I've been on YouTube. I've been making videos for uh, three and a half years. And it wasn't until I started covering a certain celebrity trial that my parents really, really, really started paying attention. Uh, so I'm very happy for the support, Dad. Um, and I don't, I, I would be willing to bet my mom is not watching the video game uh, streaming podcast here. But uh, it's, uh, it's been great to see his face pop up from time to time. Uh, so thank you for uh, adding to the conversation. I, I think we know where Travis stands now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- does that um, ten dollars super chat count as an allowance? Oh uh, yeah, from from the yeah. parents. I think it's, he's, no. See, he's paying Ains to back me up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's an allowance for Ains. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. He paid me yeah. and Google to back. Uh, yeah. That's right. With a, with a few with a few bucks over to the Google uh, administration. And uh, generous super chat from Mr. K. Asante. Wow. Um, it's Captain Keys, by the way. Good to see you, Cap. <laughs> Thank you, Asante. For the $20 Super Chat, Bethesda announcing delays on Twitter seems suspect to me. 
could have been after showing some uh, whiz-bang gameplay at the show. They instead chose to rip off the Band-Aid a month before. Is their confidence misplaced, you think? This is exactly mm. the right play for a crisis management PR scenario. You yeah, figure out when the time is, you get it away from when you otherwise have to make a very positive goodwill announcement, and you let people metabolize this. They want us to have this conversation now and not in the shadow of their presentation. This this is this is right out of the rule book. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, wait that. a minute, mom is watching as well. So I just want to let you guys know. Oh, right yes. Mom is yeah, watching. Oh, oh, wow. Fantastic. This, oh, is, so. this is a level of support and family I will never understand and only aspire <laughs> to by watching the Fast and Furious movies on repeat. Uh, uh, this is Travis's oh. saddest bit. We're getting, yeah, we're getting <laughs> to the bottom bit, of it. This is the sad part. Uh, Nick, Nick uh, says two Hogue versus Travis. Travis won't survive. There's now three. There's three Hogue versus three Hogue. Oh, my God. Well, I'll get the whole family in here once. Yeah. We'll just have uh, a Hogapalooza. Yeah, Hoga <laughs> now you have when hoax collide and Hogapalooza. That's great. We, and yeah, hoax change the episode title. You know when you post this up there, Hogapalooza. <laughs> Hogapalooza. <laughs> Keep it up there, man. Thank you for that. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, I, I think um, I think they already said it right. The the delay at this point in time, three to four weeks out from your showcase, is the right thing to do. Perfect, perfect sense. Um, yeah. Is their confidence misplaced? Is a, I think kind of what we talked about um, previously with their confidence in their prior statements around delivering this game. Uh, they're seeing, I think, I don't know. It, to me, it's fair to, to question that. Uh, like Hogan, I said earlier, Todd Howard, members of his team were extremely confident that this game was releasing on November 11th, and here we are. So they yeah. were they were they were down near de uh, defensive about suggestions that they would not release. And all you don't you remember, I wrote it with pen. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. made that clear that, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would argue that in, in respect to that super chat, I, if you were going to read that anyway, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read it anyways to, in terms of their confidence level. But if you were, I think that there could be a suggestion that they think that their presentation is maybe not quite as whiz bang as you might otherwise think because you delay in advance to get in front of, we've got even more, we got more time. This is, you know, this is early. This is early stuff uh, you're seeing so that you don't get cragged. Uh, right. Like one of the big deals with Halo Infinite showing is that it appeared that Microsoft had no idea the reaction would be that um, like there's no kind of indications that they were aware that what they were showing wouldn't wow the community. Um, this this is the opposite of that. This is, you know what, maybe what we're going to show is going to be polished. and We're going to have Starfield. You're going to see things about how the game is played. I expect all of that. Um, but, you know. Maybe maybe it isn't quite as finished looking as you would hope for a game that would then be releasing in six months instead of nine or even or maybe 12. maybe they changed their plan and they just show less of the game would be my guess rather than showing Lex because I, I I actually disagree with somebody said something earlier I didn't have a chance to kind of interject about it being sort of like written it already about they're going to well, show I think, uh, I think their stuff is done yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know that that's true. I actually had okay. a, a a person who's on the team that's doing that show in my house last night playing a tabletop RPGs, and his uh, he showed up late and with his hair on fire and was like, "Yeah, we're just we got some changes." <laughs> it was like one of those like okay. uh, labored breath sorts of things. So okay. I don't I I have no further. We don't talk business when when we oh, meet under circumstances, wise. but but uh, but. Um, I wouldn't be as sure as you guys that it's written in stone. I think they okay. probably are going to pull back what they show would be my guess. Um, and, and if well, it's true, 
Yeah. Sorry, Travis. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say it would make sense. And, and I'm the one who said those shows are usually set. But to your point now, with such a major delay, right? Maybe you pull back, you show a, a limited amount of footage, and then you have your stereotypical Bethesda showcase in November, right? To show what's yeah. coming in March or something. Like I, think, that. I think that's possible. I think it's also <laughs> possible that they just go with plan A and they kind of show it just to get the hype train rolling. And maybe they did the delay first. Um, I, I think, I think there's probably a better chance that they show more just because they did the, the delay before, you know, because yep. that's now, now, now they can officially move the hype train forward now that they know it's not happening. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's very, it's very interesting to me because if the, I, I don't want to open the can of worms again. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I was gonna, I was going to talk about what what you guys would want, expect Microsoft to do if the game is bad. Are they supposed to crack the whip and make it come out before it's ready, or what is? Ah, what is the so I always love on that. That's not my job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. You're I just, a lot of money. You're getting paid a lot of money to figure out what the tone in the room is, how those people react to either carrots or sticks. That is what you are getting paid for. That is not my right. job. So you're okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so so then if if they've decided if they're good at it and it's their job and they've decided that the best move is to delay it and give it more time, is that so the best move is to get your production pipelines right early? Um, <laughs> and if they failed in that, that's not my fault either. So I guess just don't don't give it a release date as soon as they. Do. I wouldn't have given them a release date last year. No, I I would yeah. never ever give a release date more than a year out. I wouldn't. Not not at all. Well, they thought it was exactly a year out. Well, they no, they announced it in June, and they announced it for November of the next year. It's uh, what's what? It's okay. So months. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. So then, I I would agree with that. If the only thing that we disagree on is that they shouldn't start announcing and building hype as early as they do, then that's primarily until, what my until, video until was they're about. more until they're more sure that a game is going to come out. I'm all for that. But it was, I think we all was, agree on that. Yeah, it would it would have resulted in the same gap regardless of when they announced it. If they were like, all right, we're announcing it. In November of last year for for March or April of, of 2023, we'd still have the gap. It, it just yeah. it's basically just I don't uh, think you would. I think you would have you would have had no announcement date last year, and then you would have had 2023 announced next month, uh, and then you would have been fine. But you you still wouldn't have gotten a big blockbuster in the fall. Well, I mean, and and then micro what this is what this is why we talked about planning pipelines, right? So if you're not being honest with yourself, you asked how could they not know? And I, I think that they legitimately weren't being honest with themselves. You see this in institutions all the time. Um, and that's one of the big problems when we're talking about pipelines and marketing and management and everything else is that I think they weren't being honest with themselves. And then you can make changes two years ago. <laughs> you, you plant that tree when you're being honest about, oh, when 2020 hits, what did our velocity do? How did this actually affect everything? Okay, let's start to put all our ducks in a row. I'm looking at it and saying, right this second, I don't know that they reacted properly and we, we will see more next month. Uh, but yes, definitely don't announce a date, a specific day, uh, more than a year out. That is just a fool's errand. Yeah. And to answer your initial question that you didn't want to circle us back on, I will just make a quick start. No, you're fine. But I mean, I think I don't want to speak for us, but I think it exceedingly clear that it's imperative that Starfield launches in good shape. I mean, I, I think that's imperative for Xbox and Bethesda for that to happen. You yeah. can't launch this game in a cyberpunk situation. You just can't. And I, I, I would say, obviously, the, the gap is less than ideal if you, especially if you care about the first party pipeline or you, you're, in, you're interested in their business model and making sure that's safe. But I, I would say also the, uh, the flip side of that is that 
shouldn't we be happy that there's a company out there that's willing to delay it, willing to give up that big yeah. blockbuster window where companies before have forced games out and known that they're not ready? Um, okay. I, I would say there's there's certain virtue in that for sure, and and in taking that big blow on the chin that they knew was going to be a huge blow when they announced it, uh, so that the game could be ready. I, I think their Agreed. priorities are right at least. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right, boys. There you go. That was fun. I like that conversation. Um, we got a couple other things to touch on. And speaking of disappointments, I'll just lead in straight with that, which is Gotham Knights gameplay was shown this week. And I am not a huge, I'll preface with, I'm not a huge comic guy. I've said this before, but I was looking forward to this game was being the key word here. Uh, this gameplay, I don't know about you guys, cause we haven't talked about this prior just to, for the audience. Uh, this gameplay detracted from my excitement quite heavily for this game. Uh, I was not impressed with it generally at all. Uh, I think that the city, the scope of the city in Gotham looks pretty solid, but yeah. the uh, the combat and what they were showing of the characters looked incredibly generic and unpolished to me. Um, and I was surprised that this game that was, again, here we are again, was supposed to come out last year, has been delayed multiple times now, right? Because it was... I believe originally it was supposed to come out earlier this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then it was delayed again to October. I think I, I remember a couple of moves of this date. Yeah. So I, I believe that's right. Um, so then they, you know, they choose to come out with this 17 minute, whatever it was, 15 minute gameplay, which I was, and they announce it's not coming to last gen consoles. So that automatically, whether whether it's fair or not, automatically puts in your head, great, we should see a step up and improvement here. Um, I, halfway through the design my thought is oh you're having tech problems <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have to be honest with you after you after your years into making a game and say actually we're ditching those i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know about you guys but this did nothing for me i'm i'm actually really concerned that this is going to be a pretty bland gameplay experience and i hope the court from what i understand the court of Val setting and writing and story is excellent from a comic perspective um, and so I hope that the writing signifies that within the game. I hope it tells a fantastic story. And I hope that this gets polished up for release, of course. But just from what they showed this week, uh, this this definitely is not a pre-order for me. This is not a game that I am excited about at this moment. I don't know. Where do you, where do you guys stand on this? I think it's mediocre. I mean... <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I, I, I love the Arkham games, right? I think you're bigger on these games than me. So well, Arkham's awesome. Yeah, it's ama they're amazing games. I mean, I, I liked all of them. Um, but those were made this, by Rocksteady. This is true. not the Arkham right. team. Very this accurate. is WB Montreal. Right, right. but this is supposed to be some kind of continuation of the story, right? Nope. Different nope. universe. And I thought, also, sure yeah. That? I'm positive. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a different so, universe, and it's also a multiplayer-focused kind of reimagining of yeah. the fundamentals that <laughs> everything you just said made me even colder on this game because now I don't even care. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was I don't I'm not a huge Batman fan, but I, if I'm going to be excited for something in that universe, it's going to be Batman. I don't care about Robin. no. It's the wildest it thing, is. right? It is so understandable for you to say it's an Arkham game because it's clearly Arkham-inspired, Arkham aesthetic. That kind of thing. It is. It is also very specifically in their press releases, not Ark, the Arkham universe. Like they're okay. they're very specific about this. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and and just be fair, because Bomber called it out. There was an expectation ahead of time that this was a four player co op game, because it's four because characters. It's four characters. Yep. Four yeah. characters. What and are you doing? It's literally on the store 
where you could pre-order the game that said two to four player co-op. Okay. And then they announced this week that it's I think they changed the scope of the project personally. No, they've said it's single and co-op for years. That that's all they've ever told us, which always seemed weird. But people found some dumb PlayStation store page and said, Oh, maybe they're maybe they're increasing the scope. They've only ever said it's co-op, which is stupid. Does does co-op not mean four potentially? Co-op is a generic term, right? It could be two. Yeah. No, they only ever said one and two. I, I mean, I'm I'm positive of that. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm positive. So yeah, I, I guess then I just saw the the gameplay <laughs> yes. premise of four characters and went, "That's four player co op right there." Yes. But, no, that's natural yeah. too. It's natural to assume it's Arkham. It's natural to assume it's four players. <laughs> yeah, the, of which the are optics true. here are not good. <laughs> no, no, we have some issues in the like early white paper design phase. Uh, so no, it looked like junk, right? It looked like trash. Um, it looked like um, uh, you know licensed game of the week before they got good at them. Um, so yeah, I wanted to like it, uh, but to me, I, I it gets graded on a negative scale. It, this is your blowout. This is like this is what we want to show. This is your trailer footage, and then you say you picked beating up two guys, which seems like they're bullet sponges. The animations don't quite match. The uh, the running doesn't look quite right. And the stuff that you show us is boring already. It's an yeah. 11 minute video and I'm bored. Yeah. How, how are you going to sell me on this? And yeah. I, my hope is that the, the story stuff that they didn't show is maybe right. like better or more compelling. But yeah. then why aren't you showing it right now? They didn't show anything compelling. That's my point, right? And and to your point about the gameplay, the other thing that really stood out to me, because I look for these things when I watch these gameplay demos, I don't know about you guys, but when they were doing the combat, right, they would show them fighting and there'd be like five goons, right? Only one would be fighting. Yeah. And the other the other goons are just standing there like doing their little bob, you know? And yeah. I'm like, always, that's always been an Arkham. It looks old school. Yeah, I know. And it put, that's my point. This well, is That's why Ghost of Tsushima works like, a little bit better than Arkham in terms of it's the same kind of game, but they have more <laughs> people do varied charges and things but yeah it just looked very dated like it looked like the combat scenarios you would find in a, in a last generation game and by last this, generation i mean 360 and ps3 era game i don't mean xbox one like the combat scenarios just looked terrible well i, I always thought that the brand was bad for kind of moving into trying to do anything co-op anyway like the, to me the value in the arkham series is effectively role-playing batman <laughs> right right you, you you go in and you're you're immersed in in being batman so i always think that that loses a little something when you add extra players not that that's wrong it's just a different type of game and if you're if your value is in immersive role playing you know i i i'm not sure i i love you designing levels or battle encounters or anything else for you know two players i mean the, the streets look wider the areas look bigger it's like yeah <laughs> So you yeah. got okay, Travis. Come on, you got to disagree because three of us say it. Yeah, Travis, good. you got to be super stoked for it, Travis. Hey, look, yeah. I I try to disagree every single opportunity I get with you guys. Yeah, like it, even even if I disagree a little bit, I'll just go extra hard just to be that very guy. well aware but, of this fact. Yes. Yeah, but I I can't on this one. I I've I've actually been hard on this game since it was announced. I was not excited just because WB Montreal. I knew the, the multiplayer kind of cognitive dissonance of what they were building versus what kind of their uh, their history has been and what the, the series has been has always bothered me a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I wasn't expecting much. I didn't get much. I hope that they 
they improve it in between now and, and when it actually comes out. They have plenty of time to polish it and respond to some feedback. They could also delay it again, which, you know, if, if they got to do that. But yeah, I think it's got Travis review written all over it. <laughs> I, I was going to say that myself, but yeah, for sure. I, I, I expect to review this one. Travis reviews Gotham. God, what the hell is it? Squad? Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. But guess what, Hoke? It's a two-player game. So guess who my second coach goes to? I'll play with you, Travis. Yeah, we'll get ready. It. Get ready for that bland. I will play Gotham Knights with you, Travis. Excellent. So so the other I want to play a trash game. game with you. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys too, because I, I talked to Joe and uh Luke about this on cast. Was um we saw Rocksteady's game, which is uh, Suicide Squad, right? We saw that a few months ago, which has now been delayed to have, have we seen Suicide Squad in any real fashion, or is it just a CGI really. video? No, no, no. We, what are you talking about? We saw gameplay. We saw gameplay of that. Uh, I, am I missing? Am I, I, I did. I did see gameplay of it. I, I can't. Unless I'm misremembering. If there was I've seen one with them on like the, they're on like the rooftop and they're like yelling at each other. There's a CGI trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Chat, chat can correct us. I'm just going to look up. that up. But, yeah, chat, uh, I'm losing my mind. But if I did see it, I just don't remember. Okay. I, so, I, I certainly did not see gameplay of that game if it does exist. <laughs> yeah, we got a comment okay, that see, there's 100% gameplay. So. Yeah, okay. Really? I was gonna say, you guys are making me think I'm crazy. Like, I literally don't remember. I don't remember that either. Okay, well, anyway, the point I was simply <laughs> going to make is that we saw we saw what that game looks to be in terms of game. Because don't you remember a lot of us were saying, oh, it looks like really fun comic-based Sunset Overdrive? You guys don't remember that conversation? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I might not have been here yet. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hogue might not have been on the show yet, but we definitely discussed. Anyway, the whole point I, I was going to make. What happens in it is that must be a bad sign, huh? <laughs> the whole point I was going to make is that that, gone. that gameplay looked far more interesting to me than Gotham Knights, and that game's not coming out till next year. So that that's Possibly. where it doubled down on my concern for for Gotham Knights. But okay, yeah, I mean they seem is to that be game single enough. player. I assume. No, it's co that's the four player co op. I think again, correct me, chat, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Suicide and Squad Hogue lost player. all interest. I did. Well, I already yeah. had lost interest. Suicide Squad. Well, here's the thing: Hogue, brand that game actually that game, is, that game is suited for four, four player co op. If you're go not uh, have fun. Other people that like different things than me, you are yeah. fully allowed. <laughs> uh, but um, no, no. I, to me, the the loss of you know imagine your batman have this awesome single player experience in the city and story and exchanging it for the freaking suicide squad four player co-op experience that is that is an almost immeasurable loss in my interest uh i know i know adding an agreement with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dash is like no I, I it's exactly that though right like i mean it's it's the morbius of of you know, video games. Like nobody I mean, cares about the stupid vampire doctor played by Jared Leto. I mean, it's, it's 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 something that you know nobody cares about. You want to see Spider Man? Maybe Venom. That might be all right if it wasn't. Tom well, Rocksteady was rumored to be doing Superman, and right. that's like it turns into Suicide Squad. It's so bad. Well, the Superman. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's Suicide Squad kill the Superman or whatever. Yeah, it killed the I, I mean, I love that. Kill the Justice that, League. I'm sorry. Kill the Justice. Kill the Justice League. League. Yeah. So nuts. Uh, you know why? It's because they probably tried making a Superman game and they got so frustrated. They're like, you know what? I wish I could just kill this guy. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Know. It's possible. You're, you're I, I thought Suicide Squad looked really good. When we're done the show, go back and watch that because I, I thought that looked quite good from what they showed. Yeah, I, we'll I will watch right. it because I feel like I have. 
Uh, yeah, you guys missed something. You guys, I swear, you made me think I was losing my mind. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think again with the five euros. Uh, Arkham Organ Origins, I'm sorry, was uh, uh, WV Montreal Suicide Squad will be Arkham Universe and looks so much better. Arkham Origins, by the way, is good. That is a good game. So it's interesting that Gotham Knights, I'm just gonna say Gotham from now on, uh, (laughs) looks so not good, but maybe you know, we're six months out, it's all polish, maybe it'll get better. Yep, optimism. Is that generally agreed on this panel? Arkham Origins is good. I kind of thought that was not a great game. Arkham, uh, Origins, not, I, Arkham Origins, I think, is a, is a good game. Yes, I, you don't all have to agree with me. I can't it's speak to that. I haven't played it. Really? Arkham Origins is uh, the Batman Year One Christmas um, uh, Winter. It was like the, yeah, it was like was the offshoot one. game that WB yeah, the offshoot offshoot made while Rocksteady was making. That was made by WB Montreal, the team that's working on yes. Uh, yes. on yeah, got the night. So yeah, I think uh, I I think yeah, if you played those games, there's a quality gap between. In my opinion, Arkham Knight. Uh, main to your point, Arkham Travis. Origins. That's what I always heard from the people who do play those games. Is that was a drop off. Yeah, I, I, and also it was one of those weird ones where it came out on the 360, I think, only, and then the other yeah. Arkham Knight game came out on the Xbox One, and so they were kind of doing that thing where they were delivering different experiences for different console generations. I don't really think there's a drop off between Origins and the games. In fact, if I were to place them in order, I'd probably have Origins above <laughs> at least one of the main I, Arkham games. I love well, when we have these conversations. Guess, right? I love when we have these I'm not, I'm not saying we're not going into Mass Effect land. Oh, I'm come gonna, on. Let's no. do it. What do you got? No. I, no, because oh. the, one I don't, the one I like the least is the one people like the most. How about that? <gasps> you don't like Arkham City? I love that we can oh. talk like that, Travis. <laughs> that I, is... I love that I don't even have to say anything. I, I do like Arkham City. I think Arkham City is a disjointed plot, and it makes no sense no. over a long oh. run. Why do you it like has a nice things? ending that people remember. It's it's primacy and relevancy, right? Or recency, <laughs> right? It has a pretty good beginning and it has a great ending. And the middle is just a mess. Oh, I, I love this because we literally have Kaysante says Origins was very good. It is. Literally, again, literally the next comment from Fat Boy Horror, Origins was terrible. That's what we that's what we can do as a chat. That's what that's what Fitcast brings to the internet's table is immediately consecutive chats that do that every yeah. episode. And also, yet, he lost us a viewer. Somebody says that they heard I don't like Arkham City and they left. So I know that's Steve, by the way. <laughs> um, no, but I but again, say I don't like Arkham City. I like okay. all four of these games. I think Arkham City has the uh, most meandering, messed up plot. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> hurting his I heart. Tell Ta- hope side on this one. Oh, oh, two to one. I I can't speak on him. I. I yeah, those you're playing all the really? games. No, I, I played um, what's Asylum. I played Asylum for a little bit, and I played City for a little bit. That's it. I haven't gone through. That Asylum before. is one of the best Metroidvania wow. games ever made. Yeah, I just it's a gap, and it's one of those gaps you have in your gaming portfolio. That's one of mine. Those games. Wow. Um, Tal says, by the way, uh, well, Dan, you got this, but Tal yeah. back again. Very generous today, yeah. Tal. Uh, Court of Owls, City of Owls, and Death of the Bat Family are three great volumes of comics. It makes me sad that the game might not live up to the comics. Mm. 100% agree with all three of those comics. Also, read Hush if you haven't. Fantastic, Batman. I've seen that Buffy episode. Does that count, Travis? Yeah, of course. Okay, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) It's like eating tofu. Just same same kind of deal. Call Hush. Yeah, it's called Hush. Um, for sure, yeah. I've uh, the comic guys I know who are really into obviously comics in general have always said these are fantastic, so I think that's where some of the hype for that kind of core community came from for Gotham Knights 
knowing that it was playing on the City of Owls kind of storyline. So, I, like I said, I hope it does. Court of Owls is like one of the best ideas in in Batman, and I they don't do it right in games, unfortunately. Mm. I honestly am unfamiliar with the idea. That might make uh, Gotham Knights at least worth exploring. Yeah, for me. it's it's basically Gotham's Illuminati. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like the I power behind the pictures it, of the owl right? maps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sweet. Cool. Well, we'll see. Um, again, I think there was a lot of a mixed opinions after this gameplay trailer. And again, it's funny. <laughs> I want to be excited about it. Me I too. Do. I do too. And I think it's funny, Hoke, how you mentioned this earlier about uh, when we were on the Xbox topic about kind of this, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, naivety from, uh, uh, you mentioned about Halo Infinite, like the team seemingly not knowing that what they were about to present would get mixed opinions. And the Gotham team or the WB Montreal team seemed to be the same way. They were super hyped about showing this and then they showed it super hyped and then i think some of the opinions came back uh like uh it's really an odd trailer to me because they do go into i give them credit for this because i wish more companies would do this actually showing what the game might look like to play for like five minute sequences the Mm. problem is the sequence um and so i want to give them credit because it would be so easy to take some of those things skidding around the corners and fighting the truck and then like just even some of the finishers and and make a gameplay type trailer that just felt exciting the whole time. Um, so they didn't do that. So I think I, I do want to credit them for it, but I don't know how you could uh, be putting that out and thinking that this is going to wow people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, Ethan DeVillers. Good morning, man. Good to see you. He said, uh, Gotham Knights, he said the gameplay demo video has 23,000 likes and 21,000 dislikes. I love it. So. See? Now I'm more excited to play with you, Travis. A good divisive game, nothing, nothing better. I love, I love how we're just accepting that I'm going to review this. Game. It's very <laughs> no. upsetting to me. It's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a fait accompli. The lock, yeah, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, so Dead Space, not not much to talk about it, but just the fact that we got a release date, at least as it stands today, of January 27th for the Dead Space remake. Which I don't know about you guys, is sooner than I thought we were going to get this, assuming it releases on time. Um, they were aimed at this year. They were originally aimed at this year when they first announced, when they first talked to us about it. So I, mm. I think that's just a slow, a short slide. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I'm super pumped for this. Dead Space is one of the goats, in my opinion, of kind of original survival horror and kind of a new take on it. So I'm really excited for this. I hope it obviously lands and lands well. Um, every every about- time they say they're going to improve the story, I wince a little. So True. that's the True. only thing that I'm concerned about. I think a graphics overhaul for Dead Space will be great. Uh, much like Travis's camera graphics overhaul this whole episode. I assume he's been taken over by the Evil Dead on occasion. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> man. It's weird. <laughs> you remember um, I used to get that same thing where it would flicker? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I like it. No, it, it's like Samara's going to come out of the well over there. I'm, just, I'm keeping my eye on him. Um, I like haters. that reference. That was a good reference. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Dead Space is a perfect kind of property to bring into like the technological now. Um, but I really don't want them touching basically anything out of its, you know, baseline plot and character beats. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I do think there's a lot of room for improvement in the story. We remember, we remember the good things about it because at the time there weren't a ton of games that did story well and we kind of had standouts for it. In my opinion, Dead Space released in Travis. (laughs) I mean, let's. Let's be honest. There, there were there were great games with story, but they were outliers, and we were always like, "Oh my god, this game had a great story. They managed to do it." That that's that's the the era of the 360 generation, in my opinion. 
Um, but uh, I, I, I think there are opportunities. But the question, of course, is are they the team to improve it? Are they, you know, do they know what they're doing? Because one man's improvement is another man's. Uh, or is it motive? Am I right on that? Is it motive? Is it yeah. Motive? Yeah. Motive sounds right. Yeah. So I uh, hated squadrons. Team at motive. Like they're, they have two projects okay. or three projects currently. So I hated squadrons. So I'm, I am, I would say I'm cautiously optimistic about their project. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I also really liked all those games. I'm excited to wade around in my necromorph soup that I create <laughs> in that game. Yeah. It's, it's great. And there's another uh, like Dead Space offshoot game. Well, right? that's what from, I was going to mention. Cabbage, oh, Cabbage mentioned uh, Callista Protocol, <laughs> which is made by uh, being made by. Uh, oh God, I'm going to forget the name of the uh, developer now. It's like somebody that related to Dead Space. Well, some of the original creators founded a new studio okay. where they wanted to get back to kind of this uh, survival horror aspect. And Callisto Protocol is their first game, which uh, looks incredible from what they've shown so far. So it's it's a uh, nice campy title. I respect right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know Ash or someone in the chat will tell me the developer because I'm not looking it up currently. But yeah, that's yeah. that's if uh, if um, if you enjoy Dead Space. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. If you enjoy Dead Space, Callisto Protocol is definitely one to keep your eye on for sure. Nice. I just like good titles. You know, Callisto I just Protocol I, could be a horror game. Could be four X. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I just like studios. that's it. By the way, thank you, Ash. Nice. I just like uh, like successful developers starting up their own studios. That's it warms my heart. Oh, or, nothing makes me happier. Nothing Travis and I agree on more than the entrepreneurial spirit and folks following their. That's dreams. true. God dang. <laughs> uh, Glenn Schofield, thank you, Jupiter. Appreciate okay. you guys, man. Yep. My uh, my mind is lacking this morning, so thank you. Um, <clears throat> so, guys, this is one to get excited about. I think all four of us will be excited for is that uh, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order was talked about this week. Uh, is supposedly called Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, and is scheduled according to EA's earning calls and kind of their map of title releases for the first quarter of 2023. So likely a February or March release. Are you from- just guessing at that, Ains? That's one of the unnamed games? Uh, that it, Well, what happened, to give context here, is they had their earnings call with their And mapping. they had the four games. Yeah, they had the mapping. And then... The, uh, the people who are kind of in the know, you would think some of the insiders, including I believe Jeff Grubb first talked about it and a couple others corroborated with it, that this is, this is their first quarter release they were referencing. Yes. Nice. I thought, they were, I thought all the hidden ones were fourth quarter. Am I wrong on that? I, I, I don't know. All I can confirm is that this is the one they definitely confirmed was a first quarter release. In fact, I think it was Jeff yesterday or day before said February or March is what he's Okay. Talk to people. I, I yield to the beautiful information. And when I said fourth quarter, it would have been fiscal anyway. That just would have been second quarter calendar time. Is that how is EA that June? Yeah, staggered calendar. They yeah, are. fourth okay. quarter EA uh, is, uh, and it's not even. I don't even think they're on full calendar quarters. I'd have to look at it, but it's that it's that second half of spring, early summer. Gotcha. Uh, period. It's like December okay. December to February, or is it January to March? I'd have to look at their financials report. I it, it's not a pure June thirty end. I don't think, but it's around there. Yeah. Got it. Um, I hate anyway, this is. Uh, I just say yeah. I don't. I don't. I have never understood fiscal quarters. <laughs> Every company I've worked for has had different uh, fiscal quarters. Travis, I've never when understood it. When there's I hate seas- it. when there's seasonal upswings, and yeah. especially in get video games, when they happen at the holiday period, there's usefulness in making sure that you can make your tax uh, strategies go. And understand what those numbers are in the middle. Yeah, of no, I, I get, I get the concept. I just, I okay. don't. know. It seems like 
it's really annoying me. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh... Fiscal year, I think right now a company I'm at is, is Q2 fiscal year 23. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, so it makes a ton yeah. of sense. That, yeah, uh, it, it's really fun when I have to write the earnings reports for like uh, the site, right? And it's like, this is fiscal year and each company has different ones. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, let me look this up real quick. Like, Yeah, dude, that's right. so irritating anyway. But anyway, this game is uh, obviously Star Wars. Jedi, if you weren't aware, Jedi Fallen Order actually passed 20 million players. Uh, you know, it was Respawn, a- the world's best deal. <laughs> EA yeah, spent $400 million on Respawn, uh, and they have however many billions from Apex and, and Star Wars on top of it. Good yep. job, EA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The studio pretty well. delivers, like what's his name uh, oh my god vince uh they, he just delivers i mean he just zampella he just does so yeah the, anyway it, this game is going to be big i hope it uh you know there were a couple qualms i had with the first one though i really enjoyed it really liked the game but i had some qualms and i was hope it was that, a cameron uh, monahan by any chance was say it again? The, was a cal kestis did you just want to punch him in the face the entire time you were playing as him oh i like, yeah, I like that. yeah he was, yeah. He was I, uh, I i, I hate the guy. name um and yeah. yes I oh found come him. on it's star wars name cal Kestis is a terrible name uh and uh and uh yeah i want to punch with these but no i i will tell you this the, the you. biggest problem i had with fallen order was just kind of um uh jankiness on interacting with geography and geometry um and and just a general lack of polish um but the ideas are great um and it had a lot of it had a, a good beginning and a good end with the muddy middle and fix the map like, yeah, oh god, the map, the map is the worst. Horrendous. <laughs> the map is terrible. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, map is the worst. I, I I love that game. I think I 100 percent of that game. So okay. good. I love that game too. So good. I love it. So let me ask you guys one of the biggest we talked about qualms. You talked about the protagonist, the map, everyone I agrees is horrendous. I like the protagonist. Y'all, y'all are crazy. I mean, he was a little bland, but mm-hmm. apparently that wasn't a choice if you guys were reading the news. That's it wasn't crazy. about it wasn't about <laughs> blandness. I mean, so yeah, he was right. boring. He was just boring. He's boring. He's boring. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the every you know who else is boring? Luke Skywalker. It's true. Mm-hmm. True story. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm is he not? Is he not a boring farm boy? Is he not? Right. Uh, Let me ask you this. One of the other qualms I had was a couple of the levels. I felt they tried to go with the whole Dark Souls kind of level design, right? Where it's you can unlock shortcuts and circle back. I didn't think it was done extremely well. That nope. Game. It was, was, like it was convoluted. Yeah, correct. It felt like their first attempt at it and an admiral attempt, but one that didn't really land. So I'm really hoping that they do a better job with the actual level layouts. Oh, I think we got a great shot in an Assassin's Creed 2 type jump. Like that's always my yeah. example yeah, yeah, yeah. of quality uh, because I thought their their baby's first version was better than most, um, yep. but it, I don't think it got nearly as much criticism as it should have. Uh, but yes, I expect this second game, even though I don't like title survivor uh neither that's my that's uh that's my first nitpick about this game don't like the title 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 is not good um but yeah yeah jedi fallen order is such a evocative title (laughs) and survivor is not uh but yeah i i anticipate a big quality jump yeah i hope so too let me get the super chat from tau because you know it is bitcast and you know what that means we have to mention anthem anthem died so respawn can fly pour one out for anthem I, i miss you buddy Issue, baby. So it was my 20-something dollars. I feel like sitting like there. Oh, oh, do you ever God. feel like you walk into like the middle of a therapy session with these guys? Like <laughs> Some stuff happened before you and I were here, and they had some it's anthem. True. 
Yeah, I actually yeah. can't fathom people being attached to Anthem, but I'm Me glad that I can see it in the wild. Both, both of you watch yourselves, okay? You're walking on ground I, here. I can't imagine it. I'm sitting back. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we're walking on this group therapy session and, and, call, and, call, and calling their the, what Judgment they're grieving over ugly. Yeah, really. yeah. We're not, Travis and I aren't judging you. It's just hard for us to believe. You yeah, came we're just, and, we're not judging you. We're just making eye contact from across the room and going. You came into our therapy session and said, oh, just man up. God. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, what do you guys think, man? You, you pumped for this one? I would presume all of us are pumped for this one. Yeah. This will be solid. This will be yes. solid. I'm very excited for this one. I think the title is bad. That's really my yeah. only note at this point since we haven't seen anything. But yeah. studio is great. I think the the 1.0 they made was uh, awesome. Just a great game. All so around. is Jedi part of their title? Is it Star Wars Jedi Colon Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Colon Survivor. Yep. Oh. Which is uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I've always said Jedi Fallen Order. I guess it's just a little Me bit. Me too. It's Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because Jedi in and of itself is a terrible title. So I don't yes. think of it as just Jedi. Uh, I, Jedi Fallen think... Order makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I think they were trying to go after the whole uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight titling of and games, yeah, or that they had, they had some thing. like they could have done a Sith. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, so yeah, because weird title. It doesn't yeah, matter. It, 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 is, it is a weird title, but the uh, the Jedi Knight games had the same problem where they'd be like Jedi Knight Outcast and Jedi Knight, you know, Academy. See, and so you got Steven Chat saying it's Star Wars colon Jedi Survivor. I don't think so. Jedi's before the colon on Fallen Order. Um, they don't use colons at all, actually. Oh, they don't. They don't. Yeah. So it's just Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and same thing with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is why you thought that it was called Jedi Fallen Order as part of the title. God help me. All right. You know what? Conversation. Whatever. You know, two, two, uh, redheaded Jedi two is going to be awesome. Redheaded Jedi. I like that better. Red, redheaded right? Jedi two. You know what's funny you know what is I talk about this about? all the time because I have to decide how I'm going to spell the title of a game, like when you know when you're writing a review, and some people will go, "Oh, we'll just do the Wikipedia or do whatever it says on the website," which is terrible advice because they they put they'll do th marketing things like they'll put their name in all caps, and then if you use their caps. Uh, then you're basically playing into their marketing. So you kind mm. of just want to choose the one that makes the most sense as like a gamer. Like what would you call it just with yeah. your friends yeah. if you were texting them? Uh, but yeah, it's I, I spend way too much time going, okay, how are we going to spell this one? Where are we going to put the colon? Like yada, yada. So I think I would have kept Fallen. I think Fallen is the most evocative word. I would have done Star Wars Jedi Fallen something. Fallen Jedi. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Jedi. The, the worst possible title. Yeah. How about, how about Jedi, 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 Jedi? <laughs> I like that more, actually. Jedi yeah. squared. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Cabbage says uh, he hopes Jedi Fallen Order 2, is what he's calling it, will be revealed this month at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, are they have, is it a celebration year? God, what are yeah, we celebrating? It is. What are we celebrating? Oh, we want that is, nope. guys. What are we talking Travis, about? That was not an invitation to fight over this. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for the next one. Uh, <laughs> this seems like a perfect type of game we'll see at uh, Summer Game Fest, don't you think, too? I'm surprised they didn't yeah. announce it on May 4th, honestly. Yeah, me too. True. Yeah, yeah, because they usually like to do it at Star they Wars. They like announcements, just a title. You'll see more later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, so that one's uh, hopefully coming again. Release dates we always joke about now. But um, lastly, guys, uh, so we had episode eight of the Halo TV series. 
Always the roughest episode. I do know, Ains. I'll leave it. I'm, I'm sorry, Travis. I can't help myself. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, so next week is episode nine, which is the finale. If you didn't it actually know isn't the roughest episode, by the way. That's the no, sad part. No, no, it wasn't the roughest. Of Halo? Uh, no. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, I think I think most people firmly agree that the second episode was the worst episode. Like everyone I talked to agrees that episode two was bad. But two was garbage. Anyway. I opted out after three, but I can't remember exactly whether it was the based on four. Seven was the worst. And none of really bad. Flan Haas or on uh, yeah. seven, the one you told me yeah. that was only Flan on Madrigal. Correct. Yeah, that was it. Yes. <laughs> and it was like so, really bad, like B movie action <laughs> with like none of the characters you recognize. Like so bad. I, so I've bad. never been happier to have opted out, perhaps in my life. Honestly, you could watch episode seven of that show and not know it was Halo. It's pretty true. I, you it's really pretty, could. Yeah, you could true. not know it was Halo. Well, they, they, they do show Chief a few times in reference to Quan Ha, okay. but yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I we, we get the finale next week, and I know there again. There's there's mixed opinions on this. There's there are people out there who are really enjoying this show, and if you're really enjoying it, like we said before nothing i say or anyone else should say or say should stop you from enjoying it enjoy the hell out of it um for the me, show should do that that's what should happen <laughs> the show should stop you from enjoying it no offense the show for, does stop you from enjoying it have you watched yeah. it the writing the acting the, the special effects any of those things could stop you from enjoying it. <laughs> so, Not, okay, so can i can i tell my story about this real quick i love how that I've, I've tried to start my sentence on this like no, 15, no, 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 travis go go travis you're done go all right fine i'll i'll do it uh so i stopped after episode four i just i i didn't have the time and energy to dedicate to it because i was just such a snooze fest i don't think the the show was like outwardly offensive it was just sort of like a not interesting show so i fell off of it right but this week i read paul tassi's tweet and by the way i'm going to spoil this because i don't i don't care uh but the the i read paul tassi's sweet tweet which said hey guys i know this is a spoiler but i don't care the world needs to know in episode eight of the halo show master chief has sex with a prisoner slash covenant spy while cortana watches and it appears to cause the fall of reach. And I read that tweet and <laughs> I read that tweet and was like, I now have to watch this show again. So I went back and I watched the other four episodes of the show. I went and watched uh, episodes five, six, seven, and eight to catch up on the show because I was fascinated by what was happening in that show. And I, I had to know. So I am now fully caught up with the show and it is a disaster. I must say, having watched the the second half of the episodes right now, it's, I am, I am amazed and appalled at the path that they chose to take with the show uh, out of all the stories you could tell in the Halo universe. And it is, it is, it is now I have to watch it because I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. It's just so fascinatingly bad. I just have to see how, it, how it goes. So I was listening. I apologize. I was taking care yeah. of some, some clowns, muted, by the way. clowns in our chat. Um, so you guys know that I was, uh, trying to be optimistic and I was, I'm going to watch the show no matter what, because of, you know, loving Halo, et cetera, et cetera. And I've kind of kept you up to date on my thoughts as we've gone here. And there's, there had been some lightly promising moments is the best thing I can say over a few episodes. And, and after episode eight now, um, with the finale next week, and we'll see how the finale goes, but, uh, I, I'm pretty discouraged by this 
by this show. It uh, to I think you said it best, Travis, and you and I talked about this offline. But when you think about, I I think some of the people who like the show point to people like me and say, you expected it to be like the games, therefore you don't like it. And that's not what I'm saying. I knew this was outside of canon. I knew this was something else. Uh, I'm okay with it being something else. But to Travis's point, you take 20 years of Halo canon and lore, which is expansive. There is a lot to take from in that universe that is incredibly fascinating, interesting, that they haven't touched on in the games. There's a lot that you could have pulled from outside of the games that is very interesting and dynamic and with great characters and all of these things you could have done. And someone somewhere, actually multiple people, of course, said, no, this is what we're going to go with, this story right here. And when you watch it from a from a fan point perspective of not just the games, but Halo as a universe, Travis is exactly right. You asked the question, how? How did you land on this? Like, I need someone to answer that question for me. And I've met Kiki Wolfkill in person. And if I ever meet her again, I want to say, I'm not trying to attack you. Be offensive. We can go, I'll buy you dinner. I just want to have a conversation as to how you landed on this. Uh, I just want to understand. Like, I I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Nobody does. How could they? How could the world let this happen? What a bad things happen to good people, Ains has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I just, that's the only, how? Just how? Um, yeah, so we'll see if the finale, they showed a two-minute trailer of the finale, uh, which shows Chief with his helmet on for a change, which is cool. Uh, they showed him battling brutes, <laughs> <laughs> battling brutes. They showed a lot of action in this two minute trailer of the finale. And I'm thinking to myself, if, if they if we get an awesome action scene in in the finale, like it just the, the build up that they were trying to do that, I think they think they're doing over the course of these episodes is just not good. It's they know it's not. trash. They fired the showrunner. They know what yeah, they put out. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they I know, know what they did. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm done. Me, I'm done. To me, people criticizing for it's not the same as a game. I hear that all the time. And I, I watched the first three episodes. We talked about this when we were talking about those episodes. But the very first job of an adaptation is not to copy everything that's in the other version of the story. It is to figure out what the core of that story is. The beats, the theme, the tone, whatever it is. What is the core? What makes it Halo? And I think they didn't just skip that step. They maybe figured it out and said, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to burn it in a fire and we're going to figure out a different tone entirely to present to you. Um, and that's that's where I objected. It's like, oh, we've got some nice armor. That doesn't make it Halo. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's all I can add to this because I really did opt out after episode three. But yes, I saw the Paul Tassi tweet. I saw the IGN article. I saw the stuff that went out around episode eight here. And I said... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I had to I had to watch it, man. It was just too. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Dan, did you catch show. up? Did you watch? Yeah, all yeah. Eight? Unfortunately, I did. <laughs> but the point, like, okay, so, I am very surprised you actually spent time. Yeah, me too. This, me too. Well, I don't have a whole lot going on to be honest with you. So, I mean, <laughs> like, like the only episode I didn't really watch was the Quan Ha episode. Yeah, like I, I, I sat there and I was like, okay, I hit play. I was like, all right. All right, and I kind of fast forwarded, and I fast forwarded, and I kept fast forwarding, 
in five minutes, I was at the end of the episode. Okay, I was like, I saw no chief. I saw no. I said this. None of this interests me whatsoever. So I, I was like, nah. Last episode, sat down and watched it. I regretted it uh, almost immediately. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem is, and we've said this before. There's so much other good stuff out there that you can, you know, be taking in, and and it's just I, we should. They shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like any kind of video game, it just doesn't ever translate well. It's never going to translate well. We need to just stop. Stop, stop, stop. There is nothing good. <laughs> no, don't make them win. You can't lose faith on that stuff. Oh, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> We've yeah. delayed hope you, again. You definitely can yeah. lose faith, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the can there is the aspirational shouldn't, right? I mean, we just, sure. we're just we not a year removed from Arcane, which is fantastic. Didn't um, they just announce another video game adaptation coming to, like, something i think resident evil netflix is still working no 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 god not that oh can't wait for that Uh, it was something uh, new that was coming to i don't know sure exactly where it's uh, it takes two is in development no yeah it takes two last last of us is being filmed as we speak the Um, last of us at least looks by all accounts to be just directly copying from an already cinematic game do they have just zero creativity why are they copying books i don't know i mean the shots are all like straight up copy so it is it is interesting because we might actually see like the two sides of the coin right we might actually get halo going and doing whatever and we might get last of us being like actually i don't really just want to watch the cutscenes with the mandalorian in them so you know we might wind up with getting getting both and then everybody yeah. will yell at everybody saying what you don't even know what you want it's like yeah i'm not in the business of developing Wake, but i don't want those well, and they're, and they're making a Bioshock film for Netflix. Remember, yeah, we did talk about that. that. Ago. I, I think no, that's that's doomed to no me. risk I, of failure there. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot do Bioshock like that. That 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 entire premise has to be a video game. I oh my god, they 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 bought that property so they could do the intro to Rapture or whatever, and then they really didn't think about the rest. Oh god. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more after the finale Alan next Wake. week. AMC. Oh, doing Alan, Alan Wake is coming. To AMC. I feel like yes. Alan Wake could be a movie, though. Weird. Alan Wake could work as an adaptation for sure. Uh, it was already AMC. made like a TV show. People forget that about the, the Walking Dead had TV yeah. show chapters and credits. Also Breaking and... Bad. We'll see who does it. Alan, yeah, Alan Wake is structured like a TV show. It's not. Yeah. It wasn't Quantum Break. Quantum Break was. But then, but then it poses the question, right? Do you go beat for beat? like the game you couldn't do, do that because have... too much of it is game so too much of alan wake sure. is in the woods with a with a flashlight um yeah. but it, you could you'd make it a you'd make it a variant to twin peaks with like a twilight zone patina um yeah. and then it's, it's like it's like tv inspiring games inspiring more tv <laughs> alan oh. wake could work it's not it's not it's not impossible in the same way i feel bioshock is yeah. They should just the the TV movie industry should just hire us as consultants and we'll tell them which games work and don't work. <laughs> they say Bioshock, Resident Evil. We go, dude, no. They say Alan Wake. We go, actually, yeah, not a bad. I, idea. I can see Alan Wake work well because it's like it's like a, it's like an oldish dude uh, with a flashlight, so we yeah. can we can work around like the you have to be in an underwater city, you know, like we're gonna do Monster Hunter. You're fired. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima, by the way, uh, Walt mentions as well. That's a movie that's coming in too. I want to. But so again, I feel like that. I feel like that game was inspired by so many movies. It's kind of weird to see it go. Yeah. I mean, I do. You could say it's inspired by the game, but we've had samurai movies with that exact plot before. So is it yeah. really the game, or is it just taking the title? You know well, I mean? you look at the Uncharted movie, and yes. I would argue it's the latter, right? So like Uncharted is like just a kind of standard national treasury type movie. 
nothing really feels like Nathan Drake. Nothing really feels like Sully. Um, and it's fine, but it I, it doesn't it doesn't evoke Uncharted to me. Uh, so it's you yeah. watched that movie? I did. I watched that movie. The, the family Sorry was interested in it. What'd you say? So I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I had expected. So that really, okay. Good. All right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Ethan agrees with us. Ethan DeVillier said 343 and Microsoft turned down multiple pitches for Halo TV series and they chose this. The writing of this show is an insult to the science fiction. Can genre. you imagine if they actually stuck with like the Game of Thrones guys that did like the last two seasons of the oh show? Oh my God. Did DB try to do it? They have a script out there. I thought this was it. Like this is this is D&D it. getting fired off of Star Wars was my favorite news of like oh, the last five God. years of pop culture. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like a <laughs> that was like a two month. Uh, you know, no, I think the the Halo TV series has turned off so many people within the community that now people are digging up the uh, you know the proposed pitch for the Neil Blomkamp movie from ten years ago when they had the really? footage did, of the did uh, you do like a six minute teaser yeah. trailer thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, it looks I mean, for what it was at the time, it, it looks good. And uh, yeah, that's like when you watch the Uncharted movie and you go and watch the Nathan Fillion, like please <laughs> right. cast, please cast right. me to Nathan Drake. And you're like, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just you get filled with disappointment. Yeah. But anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk more next week about the finale and where the season ends up. Uh, who knows when they're going to be talking about season two and what that looks like. Um I guess it depends how they end the season one, but you're right. It's different writers for season two. So Steve Esposito with the boldest claim in the chat, D and D for halo would have done better than this. I actually agree with that. Wow. Yeah, I do. So right. Steve, if you, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to do worse though, Hoke. You haven't okay, seen so it all, but like really. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Steve, to his credit is, uh, he's one of our, uh, he's our senior at uh season gaming. Uh, and he also is uh, working to get into narrative uh, design in games. So, um, yeah, he's uh, studied kind of a lot of narrative design lately. And uh, so we all uh, wish him well, obviously, because it would be awesome for him to get into the Please game. Please save yeah. narratives everywhere, Steve. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to criticize your narratives. Yep. Great. <laughs> on this show, even. Yeah. I, I, all I told him is that season gaming gets first uh, dibs on whatever it is. Uh, so um uh i've had multiple friends get into them like uh my old co-worker at ign mitch dyer he ended up working on star wars he's at motive right yeah yeah he worked at squadrons and uh battlefront 2 which i think people wrote squadrons that i just said i hated i'm sorry exactly (laughs) he but here's the thing is i kind of agree with that assessment i was like "Eh, i mean it's narratively a little weak but it's like i love you mitch you're good yes um yeah. Uh, Ethan says not looking, and I might have missed this. Ethan said not looking forward to Amazon doing Mass Effect. That's been announced. Oof. Yeah, Matt, they announced it right after they cut the cord on Expanse. That would have been a veto by our uh, consulting panel. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Yep. Yeah. Don't do that. Get Don't out. Don't do that, Amazon. That's yeah. way too expensive for you to pull off and not feel regret immediately as you spend that money. Don't it try. Never, it. it can just never live up. It, it just it, oh man. No, and it's it was literally like days after like the end of the Expanse. It's like oh. The other three books of the Expanse died for your terrible Mass Effect adaptation. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Hey, but here's hoping. Yeah, we can we'll see. Hope. We'll see if, if the Lord of the Rings show is any good. Then I'll have a little bit of hope. But I don't think it's. Going You're going to lose so much money on. Life. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's what Amazon does as a business, right? <laughs> that's their whole. They are burning money in a fire on Lord of the yeah. Rings, the most expensive show ever made. Yeah. Like hope was delayed. 
By the way, uh, Papa ends us with the super chats for today with saying yeah. $5 super chat. He had Go another ahead. one earlier. I'm just going to read that one real quick. What a show today, gentlemen. You guys always make my Sunday morning at work better. Appreciate you all. And then he comes in with another $5 super chat. Sounds like this show gives you anxiety. I, I saw that interaction. Almost came in hot. I miss, I miss Pompas. I, I miss Pompas. But it's all right. I'm I got failing. you. Thank you, Dan, for catching no that problem. Pompa. I apologize. Uh, thank you, as always, for the generosity. And I will give context to people who don't get this last super chat. So... I, uh, Gene Park over at Washington Post, uh, wrote an article about um, Halo Infinite giving him anxiety uh, and some other kind of inflammatory comments about the game. And I retweeted and I just said, Halo is certainly not perfect. And many of us in the Halo community talk about that openly. I just wrote an article this week about it. And I just said, but making statements like a video game gives you anxiety is hyperbolic. And that doesn't really do much for discourse. Discourse in, yeah. you know, game uh, game you chat. You might have and, said it a touch stronger, Ains. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, he responded to me last night. Uh, Gene did on Twitter, and we kind of went back. And uh, I just don't agree with him. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I don't agree with him. I. You don't agree that it gives him anxiety. I I I don't agree that saying a piece of entertainment that is optional. That you have complete control over whether you touch or not should give you anxiety. Hit yeah. the power button and do something else. For yeah. sure, yeah. I think. I guess if we're just yeah. reading all of our personal problems as news articles, all. all that, I'm, that, I'm that, not, was only my point. that was my point, Travis. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. is that obviously? <laughs> I, no, I won't even get into personal stuff. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. But my, my doing a lot of a lot of almost. <laughs> I know the wiser course because what I was about to say was actually very deep, and I don't want to do that at the end of the show. So what I will just say is that it's a piece of entertainment, right? Video games are meant to be fun. If anything, they're meant to help with anxiety. Typically speaking, um, it's it's same with a, mu a piece of music you would listen to, a movie you would watch. You have complete control over whether you consume it, right? If a game or a movie or anything, entertainment-wise, gives you anxiety, stop doing it. Yeah, do, unless you're do something about, else. Yeah, unless you're talking about League of Legends's online community, using the word anxiety <laughs> is a little bit of a stretch. Unless, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a stretch. There, there's a reason yeah. I don't play horror games. Yeah, because, yeah well, that's you know, their aim. Right? Your aim. Yeah. I'm a big well, that, well, oh, that's my point. They don't be like you playing Resident Evil Seven and then criticizing it for giving you anxiety. It's like just don't play the game. Why are you playing? Well, Halo's aim is not anxiety. So to the extent it has that effect on some people, <clears throat> it, I mean, it could be useful. Maybe. I don't know what you mean there, honestly. Not so in a horror game, the goal is to make you anxious. Of course. Halo's yeah. goal is presumably not to make you anxious. Right. So if someone is experiencing that for whatever reason, if they could properly explain it, that could be useful information for somebody going out and saying uh, whether or not I want to play Halo. I see what you mean. The only because, time I... because you don't expect that from Halo. See, if Dan goes in and plays Horizon and it turns out it makes him anxious, he wouldn't be expecting that. He would be expecting that if he turned on Resident Evil 7 VR. Sure. But that still feels like a personal issue. Well, aren't all opinions personal issues or Correct, subjective yeah. opinions of the experience of the game player? Sure. I still don't understand. Okay. I can leave yeah, it. I think I think he's just saying it sounds like a little bit uh a little bit of a stretch and maybe maybe to get clicks or something like that. It's it's just it's a weird way to describe 
Yeah, so like, like uh, if you have criticism of Halo, that's fair. A lot of people do, right? Well, let, let me let me let me go into the scenes. Was the go article ahead. about the content delivery system and the lack of content and that sort of stuff? Was that what the anxiety partially. was about? Yeah, partially. Yeah. Yes. So to me, it's like taking something pretty mundane, which is like games as a service, having like slow rollout models, and then turning that into like I have anxiety about this game is a little, you know, kind of make it kind of makes you laugh. Or at least me, I'll be like, okay, well. Uh, only point I was making, exactly that. Yeah. So anyway, that's where that super chat came from, just to give context for it. All right, boys, let's go ahead and close this out. Uh, like I already said, we do have a I have an article on Halo season two. And yes, I criticize it. Go figure um, a little bit anyway. But I also give it credit where it's due. Uh, article up on the site. Uh, um, <clears throat> so check that out if you want. And uh, uh, for the record, returns this week as well. Carl and I are going to be talking about audio design in games and some of the differences between audio design currently available on platforms, including uh, Series X and PlayStation 5, because they approach uh, their audio delivery of their games differently, actually. So we're going to go into the, some of the tech behind that. So uh, that is us. Uh, Rick, I'll start with you this week. What you got going on, man? Sure, I got a ton going on. You will definitely be able to find me on the Legal Bites YouTube channel basically at all hours of the day for the next two weeks covering the internet's favorite topic, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. We're doing some cross-examination of Amber Heard this week. Everybody's very excited. Uh, we'll see if we can keep it uh, within the realm of reason uh, in terms of the commentary on that particular platform. But please do come check it out if you're interested in the legal process in the United States. Uh, and that particular case in general. Otherwise, I will continue to be in virtual legality. We added a show this week called Hangouts and Headlines, where we're going to be going over headlines pretty regularly on all sorts of topics, starting with Depp Be Heard, because that's what we've been covering for a month now. Um, but having people regularly on, which I will probably start uh, inviting more and more folks than just other than my lawyer friends. Ains popped his head in, said no way in hell, uh, and then uh, and then popped back out. So we'll see if we can convince Ains to uh, to come in and actually converse in that setting. Uh, I like our chances at some point in the future. He hearing what you guys are listening, I listened for a good twenty plus minutes or so, and listening to the uh, you know the conversation was enlightening, but I was not adding anything to that conversation. Yeah, that's what I would worry about too. Like, I just <laughs> they're don't not all going to be law. They're not all going to be court cases. <laughs> Obviously, virtual legality primarily focuses on pop culture and games uh, and looking at things through that lens. So. <laughs> I will be sending you guys links when we do that in the future, but I will tell you the algorithm really likes the show, so we will be keeping it up. So yeah, please unless, unless your you head want, in. You know, like, this bitch crazy, then I probably <laughs> shouldn't show up. Yeah, but we would work on moderation. We would work with moderation of the, of gotcha. the insights provided with that kind of thing, but I would be lying if I said some panelists don't come out with some fancier version of that, Dan. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love this pivot for you, Hogue. It's been fascinating to watch, and uh, and uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been it's awesome. In the law too. Law Folks pop like... in my comments and say, "Well, you're, 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 I'm not here for that version of this, and I'm not there." We're going to do both. Um, sure. It's just that this week between trial weeks was let me experiment and see what we can do with the channel, and as it turns out, we can do a lot. So also, we're going to yeah. keep doing that. Supply and demand, man. Like you're, <laughs> that's what the people. I'm going to meet people I, where they live, but we're always going to keep up with reasonable minds can differ. That ethos is emblematic of the entire channel. You don't have to worry about us becoming TMZ over there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> for sure. This is going to be go. a huge week for you. I hear the cross examination of Amber in gen in, in particular is like going to be the craziest part. I have okay. like a thousand DMs of people sending me things to say, or or things to look out for, or yeah 
clips of things that I'm not watching because I'm only sticking with what the actual uh, evidence is has been introduced in court. People, yeah. I haven't seen this kind of cultural uptake of something like this in a very long time. So this next yeah. two weeks is going to be crazy. So if you don't, That's if you aren't awesome. interested, mute those words on your media intake. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny. I know nothing about celebrities or, you know, it just it's so out of sight of my wheelhouse, but it's fascinating to see from the side. There's Sea of Thieves, Twitch streamers or other games. They are switching their content to this. It became a right. crap load of money doing it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, you, I, I shared with you guys my successes on on, on no, uh, covering it a little bit more on my channel. You have something to bring to the table. Well, I have some <laughs> stupid salt mining moron that's sitting over there behind a, you know, trying to grief every single other person. All of a sudden, they're at law. Like, no, this is, yours is good content. Uh, yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, Dan. It's certainly what we're trying to elevate uh, the conversation and to inform and not just yeah. uh, participate it's solely for hard. the algorithmic bots. Well, I, I think that's what I like so much about seeing the success you and the, your kind of peers, if you will, have had in this space because it's that level of conversation and discourse, right? Compared yeah. to where the algorithm exactly. usually is just something stupid, you know, uh, every day. So we're trying. Nice. We're trying. Although I will tell you that uh, part of what I've been doing in my space is that the media articles are uh, are noticing us and are very negative about what we are doing in the space because of uh, right. gatekeeping <laughs> and what have you. So. Uh, we enjoy covering those because they um, they're, they're they're very unfairly written and that's amusing to me. Yeah, how how, yeah. how dare you gatekeep against people who don't have uh, you know law degrees? Yeah, no, <laughs> I know it, I know it. So you do check us out there again. That'll be primarily on Legal Bites. You will see those links. Uh, but um, yeah, it's uh it's it's going to be a wild week and uh, yeah, it's going to be long hours and yeah. days. But I'm looking forward to it. Sweet, love it, Travis. Well, I'm tired of the government gatekeeping me from not driving a car just because I don't have a driver's license. So sure. I'm, that's the hill I'll die on. Um, no, uh, I've got lots of content. Uh, I'm doing. I'm working on some previews for games I can't talk about uh, that should be up in the next couple of weeks. I've got uh, Truck to Yomi review came out last week. If you still haven't played that, check that out. Uh, this week, I've got The Evil Dead. Uh, I think that review will be live sometime in the middle or near the end of this week, uh, just because we, we got codes late. The game is out, but the servers weren't live until um thursday uh and yeah uh other than that you can find all my stuff on ign.com follow me on twitter at tag travis destiny show on thursdays if you care about destiny uh and uh that's me appreciate it all right and i'll Keep speak on. for dan today. we're gonna go ahead and get out of here thank you all chat you've been awesome today very generous a lot of awesome comments uh anyone listening to this later really appreciate you again really high listener numbers last week so love to see it. Thank you so much. I will just uh, do my my simple plug, which I'm not good at. We always joke about. But if you are an audio listener, please think of giving us a review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to us. It does help a lot. Uh, we would really appreciate that and uh, just love the uh, love the feedback. So thank you so much. As always, we are your BitCast, your weekly gaming show covering all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry, technical, and legal insight. Until next week.